welcome to episode 122 of the UK Steelers podcast. You join us always by me, the host Simon Stanley, and the three co-hosts, Richard Trone, Gavin Marshall, Dave Hart. How are you doing, guys? Not too bad, but the main thing is, how are you doing? How are you better? Yeah, you better? I'm back! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I got a bit of a cough, so I apologise if I don't scramble for the cough button uh, quick enough at any point in this show, but I'm back to being alive. Um, watched some Good. football again. <laughs> so I'll tell you Good. what, man, that week where I was ill, I just felt like I completely lost the thread of the NFL, because it was like Christmas week, it was like the games were getting moved all over the place, I didn't know what game was in what game week, why it was being played on a Wednesday night, you know what I mean, I was just totally confused. Uh, about yeah, it's pretty hectic, on. anyway, even for the, the non-infirm, it was hard yeah. keeping up. So I totally but, lost, um... I mean, I watched the Steelers game, and then outside of that, I just didn't have a clue what was going on, so um, yeah, it, it was a tough one, but... We're back again. Mm. I haven't been ill for a while, so I suppose it's my it's my turn. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I realised with my ramshackle quotation marks hosting or not, uh, we actually completely failed to mention Christmas in any way or, or wish our listeners happy Christmas. So I guess we should go ahead now and say, you know, I hope you all had a nice Christmas. Yeah, have... you know, some kind of fun at the new year with all that's going on. Yeah, happy belated Christmas, everyone. I'm sorry, we should have done like a Christmas episode, really, but it just came at a bad time, didn't it? Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Maybe next year. Suck it up. Yeah, like it or lump it. <laughs> you got coal this year. <laughs> UK Steelers Santa. That's what you got. Orange and coal. Well, well, the Steelers have got coal right now. Yeah, they got yeah. a big lump of coal in their stocking. Yeah. Yeah. A big lump of coal mm-hmm. left at my doorstep every Sunday when I'm forced to watch this shit out of a team. <sighs> anyway, welcome everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got we got to seek solace somewhere, and, and for me, it's being overly cynical and, uh, and negative. So, and I have I have a lot of mm. uh, I have a lot of uh, ammo this week. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> through the good times and the bad, so yeah, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Now listen, I've been a Bolton one just fan all my life, so I'm not used to good times. Don't worry, I'm quite accustomed to these bad times. That's what makes me laugh, right? I see all these people being like, "Oh, you you wait till next year when the Steelers really suck." It's like, yeah, wait till wait till Bolton got relegated four times back back, back to back to back. Yeah, all right. I think I'll survive. <laughs> Rich, you're usually the optimistic so, one. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Am I? Oh, Compared to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Uh, pretty bummed about the news yesterday, which I'm sure you'll get to. But, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you know, but I'm doing okay. I'm still breathing, so I'm yeah. good. That's the main thing. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, uh, John Madden passed away, right? I think yesterday, or, or, or it was reported yesterday. Um, that sucks, man. Right, just after Christmas, and uh, that's a, that's a sad day for all of football. He feels like one of the big, the, the big, like um, godlike figures in football, right? So definitely a week of mourning, I yeah. think. Um, I'm sure, Rich. I'm sure you know. You, I mean, you, you I'm sure are much more intimately connected than I. I my biggest thing is uh, through the video games, right? In my age group, but. Um, I found out the last call well, he ever and, did and, was the, and yours, yeah. And the last call he ever did was the Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl, which I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know, I I kind of was fortunate enough to to come up at a time when when I could see his his complete, uh, you know, uh, pretty much history of 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 his, um, his hate affair, love affair with the fans. Um, it, it is really interesting to, you know, because when, when, when Steeler fans, and I have a pretty unique perspective as a Steeler fan, because we, you know, we didn't know anything about John Mann except for he was, he was 
coach of like our hated most hated rival it wasn't you know there was no ravens at the time and it wasn't cleveland it wasn't cincinnati or or houston it was in our division at that time it was it was the raiders they, they, they were they hated the absolutely hated the raiders there was no like you know you, you never heard you know the, the guard pulls and goes around and, and around the end and hits the linebacker and boom you know all that stuff like that wasn't that wasn't a it wasn't around. He wasn't broadcasting. You know, he was he was just a coach, you know, at that time. And and like I remember, I think I mentioned this before, but I remember on on the Steeler uh, station, or it was actually a, a main one of Pittsburgh's main stations would have this parody of him where you know they'd be they they they'd be interviewing like pretending they're interviewing John Madden. Every time he'd answer a question, be a pig noise, you know, because they just fans just hated the guy. And um, he just, I think what really did it, though, what really, really, really made Steeler fans not like the guy the most is when he mentioned at, at the end of the uh, one of the playoff games that Miami and, and the Raiders played. And the, um, the it was a tough game and the Raiders beat the Dolphins. And afterwards, John Madden said, you know, well, the two best teams in football just played. This was kind of like the Super Bowl. You know, this this was it right here. And this was, you know, Miami Dolphins are an amazing team. And actually used it as board material, which he very rarely did. Very rarely got into a rah-rah speech. But he, he, mentioned, it, he mentioned it and said, you know, the, the best damn team in football is sitting in this locker room right here. And, and the Steelers went crazy and went out and beat the UFC uh, championship. You know, so there was plenty of things, you know, that happened that Steeler fans just didn't did not like him at all. You didn't know the guy. You didn't know the man, you know. And then Daryl Stingley was paralyzed by Jack Tatum of the Raiders in a game. And, you know, Jack Tatum was probably one of the dirtiest players that ever played the game. Uh, he, he, along with his safety partner, George Atkinson, probably the two most dirtiest safeties ever and John Madden would go to the hospital every day and visit in the hospital. And you start to get got a little idea of what the man was really about. And then, of course, after coaching, he went into broadcasting. He started doing Miller Lite commercials. And you got to see this man's soul and, and who he really was as a person. You know, um, when you would hear about things like this that he would do. And it just completely changed. It was, it was a complete 180 change. You know, people fell in love with Steeler fans fell in love with the guy after a while, you know? So it was, it was really, uh, it was really tough yesterday. I, I have to admit, I was really bummed the entire day and, um, you know, it's common. Everybody gets older and, and passes and, but you know, it's still tough, tough to deal with. So when do you think the, uh, the Steelers crowd sort of softened to him as, as through his commentating, through his color analysis, was that, yeah, I think the big thing was when he started commentating and you could see his personality come through, his his love of the game, that there wasn't really a, a mean, you know, or mean bone in this guy's body cuz you don't know really so much when you when you when you hate a team as a fan like like you know, like like some teams are more passionate than others and I think the Steeler fans are are definitely I mean some fans I think the Steeler fans are as passionate as you get, you know, especially back then. And um, yeah, you don't know the man. You don't you don't know anything about him. And like I said, when he when that thing with Stingley came up, where you should where you saw what this guy's heart was like, people started to get an idea there that this hey this maybe this guy isn't so bad, you know. But the, for sure, the broadcasting 
is what really brought out his personality and his love for football. Mm. No, well said. Thanks. Yeah. So nice tribute. That's good flavor that that we don't have. And I, I saw a great tweet um, as I as I often do uh, about this that that said um, John Madden is the reason that thirteen year olds can manage the clock better than Mike McCarthy. <laughs> 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 which I thought was real good uh, oh, I mean I remember there being sorry, um, which football game was better when they first launched is it John Madden or Joe Montana it was a big the big question of the time on my take of Mega Drive and I, I, we went for uh, <laughs> decided that Madden was better superior and uh, you know who knows what would have happened if, if Montana was the better game we'd all be playing Montana 20, you know, 2021 yeah, if you'd have bought the Montana oh, yeah, on, the, on the Mega Drive you, you could have t- turned the tide of history there go no <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was playing Madden with your little ambulances that drive on. But, yeah, was, uh, yeah, I didn't really know that much about him. Then, you know, just uh, that, that was my introduction to John Madden, as I'm sure as, as it was many people when I started watching football. So yeah, but obviously, you, 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 as, as time goes by, you realise what a key figure he was for those big '70s matchups, and then yeah, you realise he's one of the voices you've been listening to because you know, especially on highlight shows that you, we were getting over here, you weren't always aware who, who the analysts were. But yeah, became a massive figure. Yeah. Imagine being that influential in three different spheres, just going from one to the other, to the other. That's yeah. uh, pretty incredible. Uh, okay, should we get to this game? Do we have to? Let's. We could skip we it. Yeah. I'm going to keep putting that offer on the table every week until Gav accepts. <laughs> no, no, I think we got we got to talk about this one. Okay, so this Kansas City game. Um, if Gav's going to insist that we talk about it, I know Gav's a tape dog, so you know he wants to go deep on every game. I appreciate that. That's that's what we love about Gav. He's got all the hot takes. Um, I've got. I don't know about hot takes. <laughs> well, you, well, yeah, maybe that's actually the wrong. Yeah, not hot takes. They're like lukewarm takes. They're just correct, right? Hot takes are like. I'm, I'm not sure they're correct. I've just got things I see. Okay. It. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not takes at all then. What would you call them? Just little snippets of Visions? stuff that I see. Oracles yeah, no. into the future. The th- that's the thing about watching t- watching the all twenty two. It's fascinating. You just see little things. Yeah. And it feels like, oh wow, that's incredible. Just just little insights, but that that doesn't you know doesn't really, you know it's not they're not takes. It's not like it. You can, I can, you know, break down what the the, the scheme issues with the still. I've got no idea. You know, that's why I turn to Rich, and hopefully, Rich is gonna, you know, shed some light on some of the issues with this game. But um, you know, I, I think the, the, watching the tape, I watched the tape for play and the players, and uh, I, yeah. you know, that's it. This uh, this game was not a, not a game that was particularly enjoyable to delve into. Again, um, I'd watched the first half, was noting it as I have done throughout the season, and, and again for I think maybe like the third or fourth time this year, gave up going into the second half because it was already. I want to say 23 zip in the halftime. Might have been worse than that. Um, it, it was just really poor from from the off, right? In case I mean, it wasn't even a close <laughs> a close game at any stage. First uh, first drive of the, of the game, KC go down, get to fourth and one, and then obviously Clyde Edwards alert scores on a missed tackle uh, from Spillane, broke a big hit, um, and then there was a flea flicker INT, and then it was just all downhill from there. You know, first two drives were a complete disaster. I mean, a flea flicker intercept. Has any team ever won a game where they've had a flea flicker interception? <laughs> it's like a sign of, it's like, <laughs> like a horrible sign, isn't it? Um, and that was it. The, the, the team was never competitive until garbage time when we started to pile up some yards. I think um, we were under 150 yards going into halftime. So you know, and then we ended up. It, it was a lot closer than, than you would think on the stat sheet, but. Uh, I mean, it's just more of the same for me. I mean, Gav, I'm sure you're going to tell me all sorts of things, but this offense is neutered, um, and the defense is, you know, injured enough that it's broken. You know, the secondary's a mess, and the defensive line's injured to the point where, the, you know, there's just no hope for it. So, 
is there a is there a shining sea out there? Is there something positive for me to look at, or have you just got a ton of negative things to say? Well, it's not a shining sea, but I, I would say, yeah, injuries definitely hurt the Steelers. It was a tough game. It's one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, it was away in a very hostile environment, and it was very windy in the first half, and that uh, that really affected Ben and also Boz. Um, and I'm not making excuses, but you know we know where Ben is, and his arm just didn't have the the strength to to push the ball downfield with that amount of wind. That's what I thought. I mean, you could see okay. that there was like crap getting blown all over the field. All the players' jerseys were going mad. All their towels. It was really windy. So some of those early passes where it was really inaccurate, uh, you know, shots. That that was down to wind. I think. Although you couldn't necessarily say that the uh, the ground balls and stuff were all based on wind. So some of it was Ben. But, I mean, it was, it was a really tough game. It was a really depressing watch. It was. I, I don't, it, it, you know, the, the season isn't over Ugh, for the Steelers. I mean, yeah, I, I'm seeing people that want it to be, you know, people saying that they need to clean house, you know, fire everyone. That's, you know, that that was the takes after the game. I think that was just emotion. Um, yeah. yeah, this was a tough game. They weren't expected to win. So what, what, what are you going to do? It, it's, it's more the way... I, listen, if this was the first game this season um, where this kind of thing happened... and Because it's not just the scoreline, is it? You know, we can talk about the scoreline until the cows come home, but it's the feel of the game. You know, the Bengals game was like this, right, earlier in the season. Um, what was the other one? There was one a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, Chargers. Chargers. Or the Vikings. Well, yeah, they both... But at least in those games, we kind of forged some kind of comeback as late as it might have been. Um, I kept... I kept saying, like, oh, maybe the comeback's going to come in this game, and it never did. But uh, it, it just feels like, you know, more of the same. Things aren't changing week to week. Is that fair to say? Issues aren't being addressed. And I don't think they can be. I don't think that we have the personnel to address them. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, this is unsolvable. I'm going to stop talking soon, but they're unsolvable this year. Yes. Things need to change. I, I do agree things need to change. But this, the team is what it is, and it's, you know, at, at this point, it just needs to get Tomlin his, you know, eight, eight, and one or nine, seven and one. That 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 would be a successful outcome at this point. And uh, you know, all the all the the sewer fl- lid flipped off, and all the fire Tomlin mob are out again. But you know, the reason the the Steelers are where they are at this at this point is because of Tomlin, I think, and, yeah. and his way of you know getting the team spirit together and picking them up. So uh, you know, quiet down the the Steeler anti Tomlin Steeler yinzers. Yeah. Uh, well, I I agree with you. I always have. I will say I I, I don't want because I think there's two camps of people. Um, I, I'm not one of these people that thinks Tomlin is uh, like immune to criticism, right? I, I think there's definitely conversations to be had about the things that he does well and the things that he doesn't. That, that's perfectly fine. Um, so I don't want to necessarily lump every single criticism of Tomlin into that basket, right? But uh, I, yeah, I agree. I don't. I think Tomlin is a large part of the reason that this team is able to even go close to 500 or 500. Um, I don't know if you're still listening to the Around the NFL podcast, um, Gav. I don't. I don't I'd know some. You didn't all listen to it anyway, but. Uh, Greg Rosenthal called this the worst 7-7 team ever uh, and we're now known as a zombie on that team that, that's just not had its head blown off yet <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah I mean that's a fair point I can see you know the, the offence is zombie like I mean it is, it is painful struggling viewing so I can I can understand that but come on someone else say something Something. someone tell me why I'm wrong Rich Dave, go ahead. Well, I, I, I can't tell you why I'm wrong but um, why are you wrong dude? well I'm, I'm uh... I'm, I've got nothing positive to say either, so I'm, I'm kind of keeping my head down a little bit. But um, like the, you know, the, the Tomlin mob are out a little bit, but more than anything, the Fire Canada mob are, are out in force. I'm seeing it all over the place. Mm-hmm. The guy's had one season. All right, he's had a very, 
questionable if he even Ben's been looking at him on the sideline going what the hell is going on here I don't I don't understand what's going on um, whether that's a communication between them two or Canada still trying to put his mark on the team or Ben not being able to do what Canada's want him to do and it's holding the whole thing back I don't know but they're out in force for this guy I mean I'm I'm on the side of give the guy a chance he's he's pretty much got no offense to work with but that's not true. Got no line, that, that's a, just, just to, sorry, Dave, not to interrupt you, but but this is what he's kind of getting my back up a little bit about this. It's not true that he doesn't have an offense. We have three excellent receivers. Oh well, two you could say right now, excellent receivers. We have a, an all-star running back supposedly, and we have a QB who we've seen can still make these great tight window throws. He might not be all he was before, but but he can still do it. I, I do get the sense, and you know, tell me if you disagree with this, but. I get the sense that scheme is championing over talent on this offense at this point, and it's not the only problem, but I think it is a large part of the problem. You know, what did it end up as? Ben's stat line was 159 yards on 23 completions. I don't know what that average is, but whatever it is, it isn't nice. And and that that feels to me very scheme related. Why are we not? Why are we targeting Ray Ray McLeod more than Chase Claypool? Why, you know, it doesn't feel like, the, and I've been saying this all year and just trying to articulate it, so, you know, the right way. I just don't oh. think the utilisation of the weapons that this offence have, because it does have them, uh, is right. And I think a lot of it is being buried under the weight of this offensive line. That ever, you know, the offensive line's a problem, the offensive line's a problem. Of course it's the problem. But is it the only problem? I think that there is ways to utilise the players on this offence better than we've seen this year. And I think a lot of that's because we're trying to force this, this Canada system into an offense that doesn't seem to want to accept it for for whatever reason that might be. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you see that on the uh, in the press conferences after the game, we got players like all but throwing Matt Canada under the bus when asked about play calls. Right? It's just, yeah. I don't know. Sorry yeah. to go on a tirade, but that's just my two cents on it. No, I mean, please, Rich, go ahead because I'm chomping at a bit to respond to that. But go ahead, Rich. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I've said this before that this is a this is kind of like a perfect storm of just bad. Bad playing, bad, bad. Uh, not enough good talent on the offensive line for sure. Uh, bad scheme, poor coaching, poor dis- in-game decisions. It's when you when you're when you're a, when you're a struggling team like this, you you have to have at least one thing that's solid, you know. And we just don't seem to have it right now. Like Canada, I don't know what. Sometimes I don't understand what he's doing. Um, uh, you know the fourth and one that play call on fourth and one that you 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 illustrated on uh, Messenger Gav uh, with uh, with Clay Paul just <laughs> wiping out a bunch of Steelers. That was the same play that we opened the game with. It's the same exact play, and we went for minus three yards with it. So my question is, what did Canada see at fourth and one that made him think that play was now going to work? You know, like that was the best we had on fourth and one. Yeah. We we couldn't even make it work at the beginning of the game when they don't know if we're going to pass or run. We couldn't even make it work then. So why are we calling it on, on a critical fourth and one call? You know, and then you look at you look at the slot position on this team. The slot position has completely been neutered over the last couple seasons. That guy, whoever is in the slot, hardly gets anything downfield at all. You know, and that's through two different offensive coordinators. Is that the offensive coordinators? Is that Canada just picking up where where Finkner left off, or is that Ben? Is that Ben making that decision that he just doesn't trust his doesn't trust his accuracy throwing the ball downfield in the middle of the field? You know, like so, I don't, I don't know where I don't know where to find a positive in this situation right now. You know, and and there's just everywhere you look, it seems that people are dropping the ball. 
you know, whether it's the player, whether it's the coach, you know, and so I, I honestly can't, I can't give you a positive right now. I guess the positive is the only thing I can think of is we're, we're in, we have a, we have the ability to beat pretty much almost any team in the NFL, depending on what Steeler team shows up. Like, I can't think of a reason to even pick the Steelers in any game from this point on. You know, so, I mean, it just depends on which team's going to show up. Like, could we beat the Browns? Yeah, possibly. But I don't know. I can't give you a great reason except for Ben has, has an amazing record against the Browns. They're at home. They have to win the game. Is that enough? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, Baker's it's injured. not That's good. not a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, that's not even huge anymore with the Steelers. We lost against their, their backup before. Mm, true. You know, so... Oh wow! Okay. That bomb dropping. Take cover. That, is, uh, that was my granddaughter. The door is closed. I'm upstairs, and that was my granddaughter downstairs. Good lord! Wow, that was a big one. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Um, interestingly, one of the most exciting plays in this game. Uh, what? There was a two game, a two play spell, which was 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 like the highlight for me. Which was the two uh, Claypool acrobatic catches. Yeah, first, great. The high point. Funnily enough, you just made me think of it, Rich, because actually Claypool, that that first one, he was in the slot. Um, and that was, you know, he ran that route out of the slot and Ben hit him. It was a sail throw, probably due to the wind. It was a bit high. But, um, you know, let's that, see more of that. Why why is they've not been utilizing Claypool in the slot like that? that that's I like agree. A, a match-up nightmare. I um, agree. And then, and then the, the second one was that amazing acrobatic catch over his shoulder, which was great. That was the high point from, it was sort of downhill from there, really. But, um I just wanted to respond to you, Simon, about saying the, uh, you know, the Matt Canada offense. Do you think Matt Canada, with 18 seconds left in the half, down multiple scores, is is dialing up a Ben check down to, to Harris at the line of scrimmage when he had Gentry open at the line again and he had Ray Ray five yards open downfield? Do you think with six <laughs> seconds left in the, with, on first and 10, he passes for six yards? I mean, what, why, why is there not... I mean, you could ask why was there not a Hail Mary? What, you know, if, if I was an offensive coordinator, I'd have put Mason out there for a Hail Mary because we know that Mason's got, you know, at least he's got a live arm for those deep rainbows. Um, and, and it's a problem we've seen all year. Ben is taking, the sh- he, he thinks on third and long, the, 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 the short check down's got to work. And it hasn't. He hasn't worked once. I can't believe that's Matt Canada. And, and that, for me, is is the the big problem with this offense at the moment is that it's those check downs on, but is that on long. Because, is that because he doesn't feel like he has the time anymore? He, he knows he doesn't have the escapability he used to have. And he knows that he's getting, you know, hit in the backfield after two seconds on every, every snap. I don't blame the man for taking a check. Down. <laughs> but he obviously feels that he hasn't got the accuracy to hit yeah. a deep pass to, to when a, when a team's playing soft, it, it, it's, it's somewhere in his confidence is, Oh, they're playing soft. Oh, the guy's open. I'm going to take it. Whereas he used to just, just, you know, fire off those bombs like a backyard bomber didn't he, he didn't care but he cares now he, he, he doesn't trust his arm yeah yeah I mean I, I mean I'll tell you what it is a Matt Cannon that Matt Cannon play call and Rich mentioned it earlier that fourth and one tossing it five yards back on a fourth and one that makes absolutely no sense at all I don't get I don't that that stunk of a Todd of a Todd Haley play call when at the end of his time with the Steelers that stinks of a Randy Finkner play call it just it reeks of it and it's and they've done it over and over again for years and it's never worked and they're doing it all I say they've been doing it all season like twice in the game and it didn't work either time I don't it's beating your head against a brick wall and hoping something's gonna gonna change or give way you know it just doesn't make any sense I mean I'm I'm not as against um, including. 
you know, the people saying building the offense around Ray Ray McLeod. I don't think they are. I think it's what they've, they're taking what they've got because you've got Juju out, who's the you know potentially game changing kind of receiver guy who can fight for yards and, and keep keep you know keep the offense on the field. But Ray Ray's he's no he's not a he's not going to be a guy who's get, drawing a lot of attention. So Chase is taking that attention. DJ's taking that attention. So he's he's what's left. He's what you've got left on the field to who's going to find some space and get open. And Ben seems to like the guy. He thinks he's kind of you know, quite shifty. I'm not entirely sure he is as shifty as Ben's making out, but he's, he can get open. He gets he gets in space. But that's because he's not drawing attention. So it, it, it feels like Ben's taking, as you guys are saying, he's taking the quick, easy option out. And that often is Ray Ray. He's getting targeted a lot. Right? I don't know the, the stats in front of me, but he's getting a lot more targets than anyone else is. Yeah. Yeah, he had uh, eight targets, four receptions, 25 yards. Claypool had six targets. DJ had nine targets. So, yeah, he was up there up there with uh, DJ in terms of targets. Yeah. Well, listen, Kirk Cousins doesn't not throw to Justin Jefferson because Jalen Ramsey's on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we have two theoretically great receivers, and, and that is a Ben issue, I agree. But I think this is a culmination of things. This is, this is Ben getting older and not, like you say, uh, Gab, not trusting some of the skills that he used to have and... And I do think it's a bit of experience of what Ben's gone through the last two years and this this quick, you know, quick strike offense and, and the way that mm. we're trying to get the ball out, you know. But it's not working. I mean, no, that, at the end, at the end, uh, the third quarter, right, red zone, they're just out of sync. Three three incompletions, uh, DJ on first down, Ray Ray second down, Najee on third down. The, whether it was the passing or the route running, but none of the passes hit the spot. The, the, the receivers broke. And the ball sailed somewhere else, even though they were being targeted. It was that was that was awful, you know. And then and then the the glue full start pushed them back, and they had to go for a field goal, which was just so demoralising. You know, when you think oh, at least if they get something, they're gonna you know at least get some points on the board here and try and make something happen. That's just depressing. And I think you've got to think that can't just be coincidence that it's all three of them are just running bad routes. It's got it's, it's Ben just wasn't right. He's just not right. I, I, I'm starting to think he's he's done. He's done. He needs he needs to to go. Unfortunately, it's like you know, how, it's hard to say goodbye. You know, this is our last home game with Ben, and it's been a great run. But it, it, the time has come. I'm afraid. Just every time yeah, we gonna... have this. Sorry, Rich. Go. No, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say. Just every time we have this conversation, though, I just think back to some of the fourth quarters we've seen from Ben this season. There've been That's... there's been some great ones. That feels like his his veteran presence just rears up. Like like last season we were talking about Super Ben, who just kept him in the kept them in, in games and ended up with what 11, 11 wins, you know. And that was that was what he was doing. That's that's what he's he's still got left. He's got that experience and ability to to come back and and win it at the death. And that is literally all he's got left now. It feels like that he's a a guy who panics in the fourth quarter and you know if he cobbles something together and we come out with a win, great. If you don't. Well, he, that wasn't enough. He's not doing enough to win it, you know. That's 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 what he got left. Mm. Not empty. What you can say, Rich? Well, I've wrestled with this, you know, throughout the season, and then a couple games ago, I think I said that, you know, I, if Ben would want to come back, I would welcome him, you know. Um, but I, I don't want to sound wishy-washy, but my big problem with Ben all season and, and throughout his career has been his decision making, but especially since he's gotten older. He has too much experience to to mess up some of these decisions, in my opinion, that he's doing. Like, like if you guys remember, Romo highlighted this one. There was it was in the second quarter. It was third and ten, 
And he had a possible screen to the left with Johnson. He had a possible screen to the right with Najee. And, and Romo highlighted and said, look, if he throws the screen to the left to Johnson, then then this it's a touchdown. And you could see it was. Yeah. And and then people could go, well, how do you know? Like before the play, like, you you know, he's he, he, he trusts Najee maybe more in that situation. They get to 10 yards. Well, this is how, you know, in my opinion. OK, you look to the left. You have one guy, one defender on the line and one defender deep. You look to the right. You have two defenders on the line and two def- and one defender deep because you had three receivers on that side. You had two receivers on the other. But you had but you also had the tight end pulling on the left to, to help block for that screen. So my my the way I surmise that is what would you rather have to block to, to have more of a chance of having a successful play? Would you rather have to block one person on the line or two people on the line? What's going to give you your better chance of success? For me, it's one person. I'm worried. I'm I'm thinking if I have to worry only about one person on the line blocking him and then blocking the other guy downfield, I think that has a greater chance of success. Yeah. And plus, I mean, Ben's right-handed. To make that right throw, you have to pivot. If, if you say, well, he went to get rid of the ball quickly. Well, then the left is better because he's right-handed. He has to pivot to make that right throw. Left side, he just gets the ball, boom, and tosses it. That that left foot is already there. It's already in a forward position. You, you can you can just step to the side and make the throw. You don't have to pivot. So why is he deciding to throw to the right? Yeah, I, I watched this play over and over because this 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 was the split screen that 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 is clearly Canada's emergency. We definitely need to get you know this needs to work this play here, and it's it's a good play. It's designed you know you get screens either side of the field. It's you just need to, to diagnose like what you're talking about, which way you got to go. The, as you said, the way I saw it, the right slot defender was showing zone, whereas the left slot guy was was showing blitz, right? So you, you know that, like you say, you're going to have an advantage on the left-hand side. The only thing I can think of is that he'd already decided to go to Najee because the, the screen defend, uh, screen attacker on the left was DJ, and this was the play after one of the one of his drops. So I don't know whether he just thought, right, I'm going Najee here no matter what. I don't know. But there's no there's no sort of a pre-snap read reason why you would throw to the right. You're right. And that's exactly what Roma said. And he looked at it too. That's the thing. He looked to the left. It's not like he just didn't even look at it. He looked to the left and he saw the situation and he looked to the right and you're right. He had no intention of throwing the ball to the left. As soon as he got it, you know, he made that pivot and he went, went to Najee. Yeah. So I don't know if he's punishing DJ. I mean, you look at Ben's yard per average this season, 6.5. I mean, that's below Heineke, below Teddy. Below Jalen Hurts, it's the same as Goff. I mean, it's it's again, it's this all this short passes. He's just it's the only way he has success. You know, I I, I just can't see a situation where Ben can continue. Rich, can you? I mean, are you on the no, fence at all? No, I I'm not. I'm not on the fence with this at all. I, I still, you know, with, I agree with what Simon says. He still has that magic left in him at times. And it's not to me. It's not even about the physicality. It's not his legs are bad, and and you know he de- can't move around in a pocket like he used to. It's not even about that. It, it's a it's his decision making. It, he it's his fear of throwing the ball in the middle of the field down the field, you know. And this is season after season now. What this three seasons in a row? And we and what we're doing, we're wasting great talent we have at receiver. We have some really really good receivers, and we're wasting their talent. You know, not only that, if you don't have the right leader to get you to a Super Bowl, you're wasting everybody's talent. T.J. Watt, you know, you're wasting his talent. He's the greatest player, defensive player in the NFL. You're wasting that talent. You need to have a guy leading you that gives you a viable chance to win. And it's just 
there's too much wrong. If Ben's smart, a smarter quarterback as far as his decision making, he can make up for the physical deficiencies. But he's not at this point in his career, and it's just it's just too much against him. Yeah, I mean, look at look at the first sack. If he had, it was third and ten in the first quarter. He had he had Washington open. If he if he had if he had if he had the arm strength on a quick release, he he could have hit him. And he, he looked at him. He saw him. He's open. He's breaking free. But he doesn't have. He's got arm strength, but not on a quick release. He needs to put everything into it. He needs to wind up and get it there. So, you know, uh, Moore was beaten by Clark. And uh, Moore actually recovered well if Ben had got the ball out. But but Clark got round him for, sack, for the sack. So it's just, a, you know, the, the, the Ben's decline is affecting other areas of his play. And it's all snowballing. But to be fair to Ben, I don't, I don't think the, the uh, interception on the flea flicker was, was his fault. Oh, is that Vader? Mm, no. Ah, what was that? I'm going to go with Dave making a drink. Not, not guilty, Your Honor. No, not wasn't Dave. me. Wasn't, wasn't ghosts on the line. Okay, weird. Anyway, mm. uh, ghosts on the mic. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm actually going to put that on Ray Ray getting out physical at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> uh, that that interception there. Um, uh, where are we? And 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 the uh, guess who guess who uh, got beat for the uh, the fumble on the uh, the the double fight. I mean that was how how depressing was it, man? They try and run a trick play, you know, like a double a double reverse, and there's basically a guy just taking the hand the ball out of his hands um, on it when he's bobbling it. But uh, you know who lost the block to give up that pressure, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I yeah, it's a it's a third game in a row he got laid. Absolutely, I mean it's just a massive turnstile. Uh, so I don't know. In, in a game against Creed Humphrey, who uh, oh. is, is just got voted to the uh, was the, was the what came out was the highest voted AFC centre in fan voting. Would you believe it? That's he didn't actually the, make it in the end, but he didn't yeah, make that's it. Didn't rough. make it. How did he not make it if he was the highest voted? Well, because the fan, fan votes are just a token thing that they throw out. I, I, I thought that uh, I thought it'd be the other way around. I thought um, tapeheads were big on Creed Humphrey and that fans would not know of him yet. But you're saying it's the other way around. <laughs> No, it's the other way around. Associated Press, people voted elsewhere. Uh, they nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't even mention DJ not making the Pro Bowl, which after this game may be, uh, may be fair. <laughs> well, yeah, the hands issue seemed to resurface. But yeah. um, uh, how, has anyone seen much blame? For, has, he, has he been getting a blame? I was worried he was going to be blamed for this loss, which I don't think that's fair. No. No. no I, it's just I, one of many, you know. Of many he's taken some heat for his comments after yeah. the game, right? Like him saying something about, "Well, you you come out and do it then." When people have been saying about him, um, bad bad offensive performance. Well, you fucking do it then, man. Which is, I suppose, is fair. Everyone's I, getting I'd frustrated. I'd love that. I would love for like me, you, you guys. We'll get Kets on. We'll get Matt Aldley over. We'll all just take on the Browns next week, just to see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great time we'd have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Text everywhere. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of flack, um, everyone's getting it right. Ray Ray's getting flack for um, celebrating his first down when we're down by thirty points, <laughs> taking a book mm. out, of, taking a leave out of Claypool's book. Mm. Um, who else is? With someone else is getting a lot of crap. Witherspoon, Witherspoon, um, yeah, yeah, celebrating Which, his pass breakup. I've got to be honest, the Witherspoon stuff, I don't mind a bit because that guy, you can tell by the way he plays, he plays with a bit of heat behind him, and I think that's that's what kind of motivates him. He, he attacks the ball. He's He's very physical and he, and he gets after it after the play. So I kind of don't mind with a spoon because he's falling out. I didn't hate that play. I saw Jason, our, our beloved leader, getting onto him on Facebook. I, I didn't hate that at all. That play prevents the extra hurt touchdown at the end of the half. 
Um, you know, he, he beat his guy, you know, and forced a field goal. That was third down play. If they scored that, the game was dead for sure. I mean, it was dead anyway, but it was definitely dead. There was still, you know, there was still that kept the the hope of the second half comeback alive. So I didn't hate that. I didn't hate that. I do hate it though when we're down. But I think it happened uh, last week or the week before when you're down by like three touchdowns and then the entire defense runs <laughs> to the end end zone to jump in front of that fucking ball oh, and yeah. the screen and oh, I can't stand that. That winds me up. Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah, like but then again, you know, <laughs> yeah, but this is you. Got, I do think it's easy to sit in your chair moaning about, you know, oh, they shouldn't be celebrating. This is a sport which which requires yeah. so much intensity, yeah. you know, and, and you you pull off a play for that moment, you know, if that's what it takes to get you, you know, jacked up for the next play, then I I, I, I don't I don't hate it. I, I, I can understand. You. I agree with you. I think it's just about being um, conscious of the situation. Like the Claypool thing was was different, right? That was. Implicating the actual game itself and the time yeah. involved in the affected game. the team. Yeah, but but I don't mind this too much. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Although I do think that you know Juju wouldn't do it. So, well, that you know that that, <laughs> that brings up a point I have. I you know they keep using Ray Ray like he's Juju and he's not Juju. Like they put him in positions on some of these screens that he ha- you have to break. Some of these screens are designed that you need to east juke the guy. The first guy that comes out, you will break the tackle, you know, and then you'll have you'll pick up some yardage. I mean, some of them are just designed that way. And Juju does that pretty consistently, as a matter of fact. So, I, I you know, I, I think for sure what this shows us seeing, you know, how they use Ray Ray and, and, and his lack of productivity that Juju's a really important aspect to this offense. Mm. You know, he, he just is. And and. I, I see every time I watch a play with Ray, I think, yep, Juju would have broke that tackle or, you know, yeah, and, you know, and, and we got to resign this guy, man. I, I, I said it last year when, the, when everybody's questioning, oh, he's probably gone, but we got to resign him. He's, he's a vital part of this passing game. Yeah. I think, I think I admitted earlier on in the season that I was wrong and you, you were right on this. You know, I think, I think, I think the lack of Juju is, is telling and, and you're right for this game. For me, it was the crosser that, that Ray Ray caught. If Juju had caught that, it was on third down. He was. He was. It was. It, I think it was the one before the fourth and one. Actually, he was. He got. He got enough yards, but he was a yard short. And uh, and Juju just would have dived or like fought for that extra yard to get over the sticks. And and Ray Ray was just caught. But you know he's a smaller guy, so yeah. you can't really blame him. Right. But um. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I completely agree. He said all he wants for Christmas is a four-year contract with the Steelers. <laughs> oh, did he really? Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. Man, I hope he gets it. He, he deserves it. He yeah. really does. He's a hard worker. I he's agree. a he's a leader in that room. You know, he, he he's he's a young guy still. Yeah. You know, yeah. <clears throat> hey, he was young when he came into the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know that? Uh, I mean, I, I I sort of gone through the Pro Bowl voting. Do you know that uh, in the AFC, Ray Ray was the most votes as a return specialist? Yeah, I AFC. did see that. Um, we well, didn't get it in the end. Yeah, he didn't get it, but. Strange. I mean, but he has got the. I think he mentioned it on the broadcast, right? Which which may raise my eyebrows. I had to to go and check the stats that he was the high had the highest return yards uh, in the league. But it's actually combined return, punt and kick. So that's a bit of a cheat in what, a way. What about because, that? Um, what about that kid Agnew from the Jags? Didn't he have like two punt returns this year? Yeah, but he only does kickoffs, right? Okay. So um, because Ray Ray does both, he kind of you know piles up the stats but he is good he's consistently good when he when he gets an opportunity so let's not let's you know is let's he, keep him he, as a returner yeah okay is he that good when was the last I'm time sorry. he actually did anything particularly he doesn't 
break many, but he does. He's got a decent average, you know. He does get. You think about. Remember when we had Ryan Switzer? Oh or, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah all these other clowns back there. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, there was. Do you remember? I mean, there's, remember thinking at the low points, you know, you know, dusting off Jacoby Jones for one game just to, to see if we get anything in a return game at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ray Ray's been consistently good. You know, when he gets, he doesn't break one, but he, you know, he can get he can get you some yards and you know get you out of the end zone. So. Oh yeah, let's yeah. let's just. The thing is, sure. he's been yeah, he's been elevated too high through injuries and various other you know the cap salary cap crunch. Keep him as a returner, you know, th- th- no criticism. And, you know, a couple of receptions a game, but he's he's been thrust into this role and he's not he's not quite right for it. I saw he was in the top. I think he's in like the top ten of Steelers' all-time returners. What's I'd that? say that's probably combined punt and and kick. But um, considering he's not sort of. At least I don't remember anything particularly massive like flipping the field at all ever. Um, but I say it's consistency. It's been consistently returning for 10, 15 yards, and it, it soon racks up when you're doing both kick and punt returns, isn't it? So mm. yeah, so he's, he's up there in, in the all-time uh, return yards, I think. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. I retract that then, Ray Ray. I apologise. Apology accepted. <laughs> Get a touchdown uh, next week now. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the O-line. I mean, yeah. did, now, when Green got, I thought Green had got pulled. Did you guys think that? Uh, I still yeah. think he did. <laughs> well, they're saying that he didn't. They're saying yeah. it was a calf, right? Yeah, okay. But it, it, it's difficult to judge because I, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing that the Chiefs' backups were in by that point, um, at least a, a certain degree. But uh, I thought Hassanau looked better. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Hassanahar needs to start He's the rest of the start. season. Yeah. That's just that's just it. Has to. He's such a detriment on that line, and that's that. Maybe that's one of the reasons um, that why they did that fourth and one um, pitch sweep. Maybe because you know when your center is that bad, your whole interior is bad. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know he's the he's the linchpin there. You know so, yeah, I agree. Hassanahar isn't. <laughs> isn't one of your better centers by any means but he's definitely a step up from green he's average it did make me laugh what uh, they turn i took you turn on the commentary and uh i can't remember if it was romo or, or the actual announcer saying well it's a new week maybe new results in the run game and uh and then rj got tackled for less that had me like rolling around in laughter but again on that you know on that play it was it seemed to me like green lost his lost his guy maybe maybe that's what uh canada thought well maybe this time Green can can get in front of his guy on the on the on the zone block. Um, second time he did, but obviously yeah, Claypool messed it up. But for some reason, I sent you that clip, right? So just just to explain to everyone, it, I do not understand what is going on there. What happened? Like Claypool, everyone zone blocks outside to where to where Harris is meant to receive the the toss, and and Claypool just he, there's some seems to be some confusion with Gentry. They're both pointing at each other, and then and then Claypool just blocks Gentry into Turner and then there's that's why there's suddenly three or four like unblocked chief defenders am I am I seeing that wrong is 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 there a reason to down block there is that was that like a seal block or something rich what what what's going on there I you know unfortunately I don't have the all 22 I I did look at your the 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 the, uh, clip that you posted because I honestly I didn't notice that when I watched the game um but I don't know what I don't know how the the blocking was schemed on that play. It looked really bad. It kind of looked to me like Claypool got confused, and then he put himself in a position where he wasn't supposed to be, and it just became a jumble up to that point. Yeah. But I I couldn't say. 
and 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 the jumble extended both directions, and that and that meant that uh, a core four had to get too deep, and then it was just like the worst, most embarrassing player. I'll tell you what, after the show, I'll tweet out the the clip so people can see because uh, it's it's weird, man. It's proper weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and speaking offensive line, <laughs> okay. I you know I don't really look at the Steelers assistant coaches very closely uh, I, it's just not something I, I usually do but now because of adrian clem uh leaving um i looked at the uh at the guy that it was his assistant and my question is his name is chris morgan my question is why is this guy adrian clem's assistant why wasn't adrian clem his assistant do you guys see this guy's resume no no go ahead chris morgan is uh, will enter his 13th season as an NFL line coach this year. I'm reading this right off his, his review or um, his bio. He was, he was an offensive line coach for the Atlanta Falcons for six years, including their Super Bowl. Huh? He was, he went to another Super Bowl with Seattle. What? <laughs> yes. This He's guy has ex- with a lap dance on his knee, has he? <laughs> <laughs> this guy has extensive coach extensive experience as a line coach he's this is his 13th nfl season and wait he was the assistant line coach no he was the the line coach coach, yeah he was the line coach with with the atlanta falcons no but what is he with the Steelers? he was the assistant the assistant the assistant to clem when did he join i'm my my knowledge is like when did he join the Steelers? i think this first this is first year coaching february 2021 so yeah this season he was also for the for, for for three seasons. He was their run game coordinator for the Falcons too, and their offensive line coach. This guy has extensive experience. What genius made him the assistant to Clem? <laughs> but so he, you're telling me he worked under Shanahan, one of the like yes. premier yes. running game gurus in the NFL right now. That's right. <laughs> and they and they put him under a dude from college, his first year in the NFL. It, Yes, That's interesting. In 2019, Morgan coached an offensive line whose production allowed the offense to average 379 yards per game, the fifth most in the NFL. Okay, this sounds like addition by subtraction. <laughs> I mean, I'm thrilled. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Welcome that, to the ball that, club. Yeah, this promote from within. Okay, I'm I'm all in it. Yep, let's do it. Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's some good sleuth work there, Rich. Like Has that. anyone That's asked good. this question? Somebody... And, yeah. And, and I got to give credit to my son, too, because he follows Alex Kazora on uh, on um, uh, Twitter. And Alex said something about, you know, Clem moving on and blah, blah, blah. They're going to probably hire with, from within. But Alex didn't say anything about Chris Morgan. So my son investigated it. And he's like, wait a second. And he tweeted back because everybody was freaking out on on uh, Kazora's Twitter. And he said, no, no, no. My son's like, we're in a better position now. This guy is has much more experience. He's he's a he he's he's got Super Bowl experience, you know. And then he told me. Then he, I haven't looked at it because I don't really follow Twitter that much. And then he told me that then after that, people were like toned down a little bit. And then Kazora came on after that, and then kind of explained. He goes, "My son's like, yeah, he did. He didn't even explain himself because I had to jump on there and you know, kind of settle people down." It's, it's pretty funny. But, know, uh, to, to, to what extent does a an assistant coach and the the head coach of a of a position, you know, um, what's the word? 
like ha- having authority over the other, you know, because if, if you've got all this wealth of experience, surely you're not just stood there where you're going, no, I'm not saying no, no, I'm not saying anything to them. I'm not correcting him on what he's doing wrong. You're going to say something, right? You're not just going to sit there and let it happen unless he's doing it on purpose. So he gets the job, <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess on, on the, on the coach, you know, on the, on the practice field, it's, you know, everyone's, it's, it's all lessons and coaches, but I, I suppose there are decisions to be made and, and that would be coming from the top. I suppose, I suppose. But there's people, people have got to know, like people above them will see, oh, hang on, he's got the better point out of the, the two of them. He's making more sense, whereas this guy's doing it wrong or it's clearly not working. So let's try this other guy's. I mean, you've uh, got to question why, why Hassanauer, who clearly looked more accomplished in that, that fourth quarter, has not, why have they not pulled Green at, up to yeah. this point? Especially because it doesn't feel like he's gaining anything by playing. You know, he's, he's, he's regressed. Well, this whole thing gets worse, guys. Guess guess who Adrian Clem fought for for the Steelers to draft? Oh, let me guess. Uh, Kendrick Green. Yep. Yeah. So that <laughs> yeah, was his that guy. was his guy. That was his guy. No idea. And now he's gone. And now he's gone. And how? Yeah, he left it? us with the problem. <laughs> Take him with you. <laughs> <laughs> he's fired and left the room. Um, it's strange as well that the, that he's left with two weeks. That's that's strange, right? To leave with two weeks left in the season. As a positional coach, well, the college season's come to an end, I guess, and you know he can come in and start with the program and recruiting and everything for next year. So I get, I get, but I, isn't I guess he the offensive fine. line coach? Yeah. So it's not like could they not have waited two weeks? You know, I mean, it just seems like a week. You know, it's like <laughs> does he really need to get down to like Florida and start recruiting these offensive linemen this week? I don't know. It's just it's a it's a strange one. It makes me feel like there's more to this story than uh, than we necessarily think- know. I think you might be right, Simon. We, we've talked about this many times. And Gav, you and I know this from working in the film industry, how stuff comes out. And, and, and we know the truth. And we're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Really? That's what happened? No, yeah. I was there. That's not what happened. You know, so Jeez. it absolutely could be that, you know, they've come down to it and it's like, hey, we got to win these last two games. And, you know, this guy, this guy got this job. Anyhow, let's just say goodbye right now. Let's just promote Chris Morgan. Uh, it's possible. But they knifed him and run him out of town, or or that, yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's just do a thought exercise right now with two weeks left in the season for this offensive line, and then we can move on from the from the offense in a minute. Week one of next season, which of these offensive linemen will still be starting for this team? So so Dan Moore. Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. we'll say Dotson. Yes, I think he's he might be back. Right, I heard he's he's, he's, he's trained back this week. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be nice. To okay. Help. The interior. Kendrick Green. No. Tyler oh, Linderbaum. You have to draft a center. <laughs> Tyler Linderbaum's the guy. Um, you were you were against this Gav though, remember? A few shows back. You're like, no, they can't draft another center. Then they're gonna have two centers, they're not gonna know who to play. Not if remember? it's a, a one of uh, of Tyler Linderbaum's quality. Okay, well I'm glad you've come around. I've come around. Okay. Well, I, I, no, I, it wasn't. It wasn't saying that they they shouldn't or couldn't. It was just I can't believe that it's a waste. Such a wasted pick. But what I, what I think I was saying was that you you can't. They can't take another late one. Whereas, whereas Lindenbaum would be a first round pick. So that would be that would be a totally different uh, scenario. So where are we getting all of our other players from, Gav? Where, where's our cornerback and our QB Free and our agency. inside linebacker coming from? QB in the second or third. Well, either you go uh, Sam Howell if he falls. Or, or or you 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 get a veteran and, and draft like a developmental Brock Purdy guy at the end of the draft. God, not this again. When Deshaun Watson joins the Steelers, you'll have to worry about oh, Aaron Rodgers, man. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy, who's not on this team next year. 
dear. Um, so try to Trey Turner. No, I think he's out the door. I yeah. think he's gone. Yeah. So that makes another guard that we're going to have to uh, to find. And then Chucks. I, I think Chucks. I don't think Le, Le Glue's been too bad, man. I think I think you okay. you let Le Glue and Hague. I think Le you let them been better on the interior. There, right? He's been yeah. better as a guard. Yeah, and Hague's not been too bad in the run game. I think you let them battle it out. And Hassanauer and Green. You know, Green. You can shift him over to guard probably. Let them all mm. battle it out. Mm. No, I don't think he's an NFL lineman. I don't okay. think so. Well, you, you got to give him a second camp, right? I mean, let him let him battle it out. I think we need to bring in a, um, a free agent guard. We have a plenty plenty of cap space. I think we need to. We're going to have to be much more active in free agency than we've ever been before. There's too many holes. Yeah, and it's true. You don't want you don't want a line full of rookies again. So yeah, no, you're right. Probably. Actually, yeah, you want some veterans. So from that sense, maybe it would make sense to to bring back Turner if unless there's someone better. He just, I think Turner might be part of the problem as well as the season's gone on. Um, I don't know, Rich. Maybe maybe you can see a bit better than I. But he just looks at, he looks a step slow at times, and he's he's missing. I I feel like he whiffs as many blocks as anyone else. Well, we'll see because he's probably going to be out this week, right? Because he's got the knee injury. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Chuck, who I think has quietly improved a little bit. I don't know. He's... Much prefer him at right tackle. I think he's. Yeah. I think he's fine. Yeah. Is he in a contract year? He's this... not a free agent. I don't no, think. I think so. No. Okay, I thought he was. Maybe one. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Is um, um, is Zach Banner a myth at this point? I don't or... know what Zach Banner is. I've heard rumours of Zach Banner. I don't know if he actually exists. I think Zach Banner is a cryptid. <laughs> Been spotted in the distance. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's been a weird one, guys. Because if you remember, at the beginning of the season, he was like, he was like, oh, we got Zach Banner at right tackle. Yeah, that's that's solid. We're good there, at least, you know. (laughs) Man, did that turn out weird? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, how much money are they spent on him? Nine million over two seasons or something like that. Yeah, is 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 that right? Something like that. Yeah, six snaps or something. I got an image of like him and Derek Watt in bandito masks fleeing from a train. Uh, did you think of it too I mean he, he does do those uh, kneel down blocks uh, entertaining kneel down yeah. blocks in the games that's about all he's got in his pocket right now other than nine million dollars <laughs> and that cameo money don't forget the cameo money dude oh yeah, yeah. Um, did you find the uh, the Chucks contract uh, it's taking me longer he's than I was hoping uh, I'm getting there I'm getting there hang on I've, I've got to Pittsburgh hang on <laughs> that, was a good start. that was quick it's a good start I should I <laughs> I used to have like you know I think off season I tend to have this all um, uh, ready to go all the spot track stuff but um, in, in season not so much uh, it's loading hang on oh, no, I've missed something up <laughs> got to win <interview. laughs> yeah play some hold lift music um, uh, oh, I, the, the problem is I don't want to move on to something else in case, in case Gav just interrupts me the second I start talking yeah hang on scrolling <laughs> This better be good now. Uh, it better be good. This better be great. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here he is. <laughs> okay, contract details. Here we go. Uh, yeah, he's a free agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. They're not, not going to resign him. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they want. They might. Um, just, just to have some consistency. I mean, I think so much churn. That's been part of the problem this year. Is uh, all the churn. I think uh, at this point, I think you give him what was he on this year? Two million. You know, give him four million, two-year deal, two for four, something like that. No one's going to want him, are they? I don't know. 
don't know. I wouldn't be completely against it. His his play has improved drastically, I think. He's mm-hmm. gone from what I felt was probably the worst lineman on the team last year to possibly the best this year. <laughs> so that's yeah. that kind of uh, kind of says yeah, that I mean, you know, Rich, is bad. But. Chucks was like your Kendrick Green last year. Yeah, he was bad. Yeah. He Well, he wasn't as bad as Green, but I didn't <laughs> know that until I got to see Green. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I admit he's, you know, he made a, a vast improvement. He's much better. But did you see the one play? Oh, good Lord. He was blocked. It was when Rudolph was in the game. And I guess he had just got had enough of the game. I was like, he was like, ah, I'm over this. He made his initial block and he was still like in front of the guy. But he's just like, he made his initial block and he just stopped. Did you guys see this? I can't remember. Look, check it out towards the end of the game. He makes his initial, but he's got the guy. He's in front of him. He's in a good position. Then he just stops playing. And the guy rushes in and hits Rudolph as he's releasing the ball. It was the weirdest thing. Like he just quit. He just like I'm done. I'm done. I'm tired. Weird. <laughs> yeah, check it out when you get a chance. Yeah, that's, uh, my eyes were bleeding by that point. When I when Mason <laughs> Rudolph came into the game on the All Twenty Two, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Because man, I mean, Mason is not the answer, is he? Or is anyone going to defend him? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. <sighs> nice run though. It was a nice run. Did I see? Is that is that true that he he's had the longest, the longest run, run of any any season? player? Uh, yeah, apparently. I think because what Najee's run this last game that was long yards. one was twenty one, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mason's apparently <laughs> at twenty four. So yeah, we've definitely seen. I'm I'm happy for Mason to stay as a backup. I think he 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 comes in and he looks composed. Like he came he came in and he looks composed, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, with, yeah. there's like poor touch. But you know, there's there's slow progression in in terms of his his field vision and his reading of the play, and and that was new, like escaping the sack and scrambling. That not seen that mm-hmm. from him before, right? But yeah. um, oh yeah, I, I think I think you can keep him around as a backup, have a developmental guy, you know, Haskins or a, a draft guy, and then hopefully a veteran QB, you know, a bridge guy or someone in front of him. Hey, um, I'll tell you who's available. Who? I'll tell you someone. Now, hear me out here. Oh God! This this is this might Teddy be crazy. Bridgewater. If you say Teddy Bridgewater, no, no, I'm going to give you someone else oh, that I think maybe suffered from the regime that he was drafted into. Oh no! Do you know where I'm going? What about Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> oh, what about that guy? He'd be cheap. He's he's he's, he's he had big talent in college. He's got got some wheels on him. He, he can make some plays, and, and we've seen. Matt Nagy's offense is junk and couldn't do anything to anyone. Like made made Dalton look bad, made Fields look bad. Everyone looks bad in that offense. What about it? Give him a second shot. Let's bring let's bring Mitch Trubisky to be cheap. Bit of a downgrade from Aaron Rodgers, which is what you were campaigning for before. Well, okay. That, that's that's the moonshot. Trubisky's the backup plan. From from from, from here on out but, for me, I think. But what do you, now do you bring him in with the with the thought that this guy's gonna be our starter for, for week one? I don't know. You have a pretend competition with Mason. Oh, and Haskins, a three-way competition. I don't think that's pretty we're, we're heading into dark times, okay? Oh, so, you know, man. Dark we are if you're in charge. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, you draft a guy as well. You have you, you, you start you open camp with four guys. You've got Mr. Bisky, you've got uh, Mason Rudolph. You know, this is, unless you've got Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson in, in some kind of trade or, or Jimmy G, all right, that's kind of the, 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 the boring option. But let's say you go with Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, and... 
uh, like let's say they go Sam Howell in the second round or or someone later, like a, a Ridder who actually I'd probably be against drafting, but let's say they go with a later QB. That's that's a good that's a good you know someone will will emerge out of that group I think. Well, geez, emerge might be the wrong word. Um, but you know, with an improved, you, you know, you you draft like a, a, a like Linda Bowne at a strong centre. You know, you you get a free agent, you upgrade the the, the O line, you've got good wide receivers. Hopefully, the defence improves. You get to it back. Draft a linebacker, draft a cornerback. You know, I think you know that you can build around that and then see where you are for twenty twenty three draft. That's probably a good representation of what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be Trubisky, but I think I think you've hit on probably the skill level. You know, it's going to be somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, look at the other guys in that in that list: Mariota, Teddy, like you said, Cy, and and uh, Fitz Fitzy is the other guy that's an uncertain free agent. Let's just get Blake Bortles and Josh McCown in and just fight it out. <laughs> I'd rather see Haskins than that, to be honest. I'd rather I'd rather see at least Haskins has got a ceiling, higher ceiling than those two. It's going to be interesting, one way or another, and it? it might it might not have a happy ending, but it's going to be interesting. <laughs> oh god! Um, you talking about that Zach Banner thing um, with how much money he got made me think, and I just looked up his contract. They they really gave Zach Banner a two year nine point five million dollar deal when he'd never he'd barely ever played in the NFL and was coming off a knee injury. It's amazing, isn't it? Who who okayed that? Because you just said like, oh, give Chucks a two year four million deal, and that rung rung in my head with Zach Banner. I was like, if we're giving Zach Banner that money, surely Chucks gonna earn something. Yeah, five million, easy. I mean, yeah, I, I think you come back. I mean, I've seen people calling for Colbert's head. Colbert down it was clean house. I, I was reading reading in the aftermath of the game. Now I think it's an overreaction, but do we do do, do are we starting to question that the roster building at this point or no? I think it's I think it's fair to question it. Why? What was Green a third round pick? Yeah. I mean, for I didn't watch any of his college tape. I don't know anything about him. I just saw they drafted a center. I was happy. Oh yeah, we need a center. The third round, he must be pretty decent. But from what I hear, there, this guy wasn't even impressive on tape. You know, at, at playing guard, like what made them think he was going to be an NFL center? I really want to know. Like what what did they see in this guy that they felt like yeah, this guy's worth a third round? From what I've read. He probably would have been around in the fifth round. Like, yep. I, I don't, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think you got to hold Colbert accountable. He's Colbert's had some great hits over the years for sure. T.J. Watt being, you know, the the most recent great one, but he's got had some big misses too. So mm. yeah, I think you got to question it at least. And it's not just it's not just the player selection that, that's troubling. It's 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 the whole ethos, like the philosophy of. Of you know the the, the NFL's moved on right the roster construction's moved on with analytics and, and positional value you know and, and as much as we love Nar they drafted a running back in the first round to get to get tackle behind the offensive line which which is what we were saying and everyone else was saying would happen and it has happened yeah. you know it's depressing it's it's a, a you know he's what is he eight sixteen yards away from a thousand yard season. And he's 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 fought tooth and nail for every single one of those yards, and absolute max respect to Nardje, and better days are hopefully ahead where he's he, he he's in a better situation. But to to to, to prioritise that over building arguably the more important aspect of the team seems ridiculous at this point. You know, it's like it's like they were drafting for for a Super Bowl window when 
everyone knew that there was no window. You know, it's a rebuild. Should have been rebuilding. Well, like we said, you're you're not going to have your Hall of Fame quarterback come in for possibly his final season a rebuild. You're you're going to look at that as a chance to go to a Super Bowl, and that's how they looked at it. And I I completely understand it, and I I'm I was more for it than against it at that point because you're not going to rebuild with an old quarterback who's ready to retire. Yeah, but they need to they needed you know Connor as we've seen is a good running back Snell. It's, it's, you know, behind decent blocking, can produce. If they bolstered the O line, they could protect Ben better, not get him throwing under pressure, getting someone Olaid turnstiled in front of him all the time, and and you'd have a better run game. That's okay, but do you, do you really believe that Connor or Snell could have been as efficient or as effective as Najee has been this year? Even though he's had, you know, his average isn't great because the line stinks. But do you think either one of those guys could have been as effective as Najee? No, not 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 behind no. this line. Definitely There's no not. way. There's no way, and that's what they were dealing with. But it's, it's, it's like, like a hail mary shot to, to to draft a running back. So, uh, well, we know we we know we stink, so we need to get a first round running back to overcome our problems. Well, I mean, they they looked at it like they were hoping that you know, I think they feel like Moore's probably they they were what they got with Moore is probably what they're expecting. He's he's decent. He's not horrible. He's he's actually pretty decent. He's probably going to make a good tackle one day and i think they were expecting a little more from green what if green is what if green is even an average center how much better would our running game be that's where they really dropped the ball so their their strategy would have worked i think fairly well but they screwed up with green yeah yeah they need to, yeah an average center the I mean, because Hassenhauer is not average. Hassenhauer is below average. But Green yeah. Green is way below average. Like, way below. Like, worst center. I've been watching Steeler football that I can remember since 1969. Absolutely the worst center the Steelers have had since 19. Not, not even close. Well, clip that out. Um, yeah. Now I'm trying to think who else was available at the time. I can't remember. I mean, there were there, there were there was a bit of a run, wasn't there? There was Myers and everyone that went in the second round. I think they they probably knew they needed a centre and were caught short, so they just went with their next guy. Turns out he not so good. Could be, could be. Well, this has, as I think, most of our conversations at this stage in the year turned into a, a look into the future more than it is a review of this game. <laughs> because I think that's a more interesting conversation, right? Than than this Indeed. blowout. Um, yes, yes. Which ultimately is 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 pretty meaningless in the grand scheme. Well, we did, we we need, we need to talk about the defense. We haven't we haven't talked about the defense. Yeah. Well, let, let me just say one good thing about the offensive line before we close, so we can end on a positive note, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Najee's twenty-one yard run as an off tackle run. Awesome job by a core four Turner and Gentry. Beautiful seal. I mean, they they were fantastic on that play, and that's why it went so well. Yeah. I know it's another play with a nice big hole as well. I can't remember what it was now, but I think it, I, it might have been in that last uh, drive against the backups. But uh, Haig and Haig and uh, Hassanow making a nice little hole there. That was actually a nice little drive at the end there, wasn't it, when they drove down mm-hmm. for the touchdown? Yeah, um, it was. But yeah, presumably Chiefs weren't really trying, so it doesn't count. But no, they they that was an all-out blitz. <laughs> they were definitely trying. Yeah. <laughs> ben Reddick, to his credit. He read it, and he made the perfect call there. That was, you know, give him props on that one. Fair enough. So, what do we think about the defense? Was it just depletion up front? You know, you're seeing backup, rotated backups 
Um, um, I guess my real question is: Did we feel? Did we feel that the the, the team missed Bush or not? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> Spillane looks awful in coverage, so I suppose in a sense, yes. But does Bush ever look that much better? I mean, I suppose we miss his speed a little bit. Um, yes, a little bit. Is that right? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. No, not not dramatic enough to make it. Yeah, the that's point. right. Yeah, exactly. Not not dramatically, but would I rather have him there than Spillane? Probably. Or spillage, as my daughter calls him. <laughs> Close and a more accurate name, I suppose. Yeah. Um, he's playing at thirteen tackles this game, and I still thought he played poorly. <laughs> thirteen? Oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, tackle with assists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the play where he nearly stopped the touchdown was was great. Yeah, actually, I, yeah. When that happened, I tweeted out that he was unlucky because that that felt like that Derrick Henry hit last season, right? But just he bounced off him rather than going down, unfortunately. Um, well, you yeah, know what? Yeah, it was Highsmith, right? Yeah. Sorry, I I think they took each other out of the play, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they, they they came in and Spillane came in much faster than Highsmith. He was man, he was moving, and um, they just met at the ball carrier, and I think they nullified each other. Totally. I thought um, I thought Schobert had a better game. I mean, it's hard to talk about in, in terms where a team that's no good at running runs all over you, but um, I did think that Schobert it I, I didn't anger me as much as he has done. I thought his gap discipline was better. Did, uh, he did a decent job covering Hardman on that cross. I don't know if you remember that. Hardman. I like it when I write that. It's funny. Don't know, you, don't know, you call him that. Uh, but he's, yeah, he sorted through and then covered Hardman. He's, he's going to be a shifty, you know, dude. Chobert stuck with him. Um, what about UG3? I thought he, he seemed to be moving a little bit better than last time we saw him. Um, got to the sideline quite nicely on um, on Hilaire on, on the second and 15. And they only got 15 yards. That was thanks to UG3. I thought I thought he looked okay. I thought he actually brought a bit of beef to 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 the linebacking core that was needed. You know, in the, in a run game, he was he had a bit of a presence there. But um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, picking through crumbs of, yeah, of otherwise. You're talking about yeah, when when the best thing that happened was a guy who played nine snaps. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just yeah, I thought I, you know, last time we saw UG3, it looked like he couldn't move. It looked like me yeah, playing yeah. football. You know, it looked like a guy with with cement full of knees and a, and a, and, a, and a, you know, a, a spine which is fused together. Well, he seemed to be a bit more fluid. So let's let's hope that he can you know come back next year and be a bit pushed for a roster spot. Um, but I, I, I guess the problems were up front. I mean, Adams Adams is a bit of a bright spot. I mean, shedding blocks well, but there's only so much you can do when when it's Cam and it's Cam doing everything he can, but you've got Davis, Mondo and Adams rotating. I mean, you know, they're backups. You sent that thing about Mondo getting blamed for losing. I'm not sure. I I think that was unfair. Uh What what did you think about that? The the Mondo. (laughs) The Mondo hate. Um, Well, I will say Mondo... Only sub thirty PFF rating on this defense apparently, um, so they seem to agree with him. As this is something I sent to Gav earlier because obviously Mondo, in in Gav's stable of boys, and uh, who so oh, I forgot the name of the fella, but he does great. He does a great job recapping uh, the Steelers games on Steelers Depot. Uh, said he's had enough of Mondo. He doesn't want to see any more of him. <laughs> right. So. Okay. Well, in defense of Mondo, what I think has happened in this game is yes, he ha- he did lose some reps, but they weren't in his gap. Like it's like he he gets blocked he he defends a gap and then and then he 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 manages to 
he's quite strong, right? I think I think when he's when he's locked up with someone, he's strong. He's not he's not explosive. He's not good on the move. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. Like he's bad. But when he, when he's engaged with someone, he's pretty good, and he's pretty good at beating blocks. But he's not the quickest. And so what so what tends to happen is he 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 uh, he defends his gap, and then he then he defends his his blocker in front of him, gets across to the to the gap where the runner's going, but he's not quick enough, so he, he's not there quick enough, so he, it looks like he's lost lost the rep. But really, he's just helping out. He's just a little too late. That, that's yes. what I see. He just doesn't offer a lot, right? It's just like having a, a like a, a, a big log there. Yeah, right? a I log mean, that's, man. He's that's like Rocky Four. He's like, you know, carrying but, logs in the woods and, you know, chopping chopping stuff with his axe. That's that's what he's out there doing. He's not doing splash plays, and he's not he's not... You know, winning much stuff, but he's out there and he's working hard and he's he's doing the dirty work. And I I quite I quite like his strength out there up front. I I think give give me him over, you know, some of these other bums that we've seen. So you know, who who are these other bums that we've seen that you'd rather have (laughs) Monty over? (laughs) I don't know. Well, it's just you got. It seems like a, a stupid thing to say, but. On any given play, there's there's more offensive linemen than we have defensive linemen. So when Mondu just stands there and takes up one meter of space, that's, that tends not to be that you know particularly helpful on any given run play. I get what you're saying. That's maybe not his his job, but you know it's not Cam it's not Cam's job to you know deal with three people on every play, but he does it. I don't know, man. It's just I don't know what he's bringing. He's just, he's just bringing some strength. He's strong. He's, he's country strong. That guy. Well, get him country fast so he can he's make getting, it to the quarterback. I'm so not, 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 I understand. He's not going to be I understand. No, he, I he's understand. a backup. He's a backup. You want him on special but, teams and, and playing the odd snap here and there in yeah, relief. You yeah. don't want him starting and, you know, getting exposed but to he is, Kansas City. And we can only talk about what is presented to us on the field. And is Mondu the guy that we want there? I would argue that he isn't. Although you, I know you've got a love affair with him. Well, who would you who would you put there in front? I mean, I, I think Adams is ahead of him in in terms of he's at nose. Who who else would you play at end? I mean, Davis made some nice runs yeah, in the fourth quarter, but who, who else is there? I mean, Loudermilk played pretty well. Loudermilk played great. Loudermilk played great. Yeah, I think we might have found something with him. That's yeah, I, I said that from day one. Remember, this he guy's did. going to be our a future starter for us. Yeah, he's good. He's improving. He's improving quickly. He's looking good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think we need to have a. A twenty-five minute debate on on the no. the value of <laughs> I thought Minka played well. I thought it was, Mink, it was... yeah, Mink. Oh my god! And twelve more tackles to add to his. Um, did you say it was like already the the most of any Steeler ever last week, Rich? I, I think so. I'm. I'm not sure for DBs for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about total team. He's 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 probably getting pretty close to it if he hasn't passed. Pretty scary. I mean. Yeah, without Minka, I, I don't even think where we'd be. Um, yeah, after the start to the season where we were, all yeah, if you had sure. Sean Davis back there, yeah, yeah. I mean, tackle leader again. I mean, the, the the strip tackle on Pringle first quarter prevented the big. That was that was nice downhill on the on uh, the pass breakup on Gordon third and five second quarter prevented the first down third and six force a punt third quarter just making plays. I mean, you could get on him. You could get on him for the touchdown, the the the, the juke, juke juke your players out of the way touchdown, but um, I don't know. Yeah, he 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 bit a little bit on the shallow route, a little bit on that one. But he was covering but, uh, for Sutton, who got yeah out, change of direction to hell. Yeah, you you can't. He's he's 
he's the only elite player we have back there, and he's just trying to do everything, and you, you can't blame him too much for that one. Under Cam Sutton's name, I've just written, he, he's not very good. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good That's analysis. A decent evaluation. <laughs> we did see in the second quarter, we saw Witherspoon and Hayden both outside and Sutton inside. Oh, yeah. We saw it, and it worked. Like, Mahomes... Yeah. Check down, like he couldn't, he couldn't, couldn't find anywhere. Why is that not the defense? Yeah, someone tell me. Yeah. And then, then you sprinkle in some Mullet around the line of scrimmage on obvious run plays, or if you're blitzing like mad. Why go away from that? Witherspoon's good. He's up. I think he is the best corner, the best outside corner on the team right now. I think you said that before, Rich. It's it's true. Hayden's good. Getting gold gets burned occasionally, makes some bad mistakes, but still good. Why not play those two? Sutton is an inside guy. How many times do you have to say it? Witherspoon wasn't injured in this game, was he? Don't think so. Why on earth so. is he playing so little, so few snaps? <laughs> Start the guy. Mm. Every Start time. Him. Resign him. He needs to be signed. For sure. Like This team cannot draft cornerbacks. Witherspoon is good. I've got it here as about 27, I think. I'm using a graph, so it's not, it's not exact. But about 26, 27 of a total 70. Okay. I'd, I'd I'd lock the guy up like two minimum four ideally. He's still young. Yeah. Yeah. He's better than any cornerback prospect this this team have had, and he's the best corner since Hayden. <laughs> yeah. It's sad, isn't it? But yeah. Uh, I think to be honest, outside. So those are the names: Cam Hayward, Loudermilk, Highsmith, uh, Witherspoon. Minka. Outside of that, it, I, I didn't see anyone that impressed me in this game at all. You're going to tell me someone did. TJ was battling through injuries in and out of the game, obviously. Um, I'll give you one. Go on. Corliss Whiteman. Oh, yeah, well, okay. I'm talking about defence. but yeah. I know. I just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Whiteman made the case that he should probably just be the punter, right? <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he needs to finish the season, just... I think. Um, I mean, it kind of feels harsh to let a guy steal a guy's job when. when I mean, we're only working with two punts here, right? Two punts, right, right. But they were two good punts in wind as well. Don't forget that wind. That was the wind was blustering, and both times you know it's a good punt when you see the return man backpedaling, looking concerned. He's always had a good good leg. Yeah, I don't think that's ever been the concern. I think he's always had a, a the stronger leg of of the the punters that we've had in camp. Um. If Alex Kazara's chart is anything to go by, but so this comes down to the the, the sorry Dave the, the tactical decision of do you want the leg or do you want the, the direction? Well, I yeah. think this team needs the leg right I, now. Well, I agree. You're pegged back because you, you you're, you're turning over the ball and you're you, you're you're you know going three and out all the time. Yeah, you, you're not getting anywhere. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That's why bad teams should have strong leg leggy punters. <laughs> yeah, but maybe this hey, is a, yeah, um, so what sixty yard, what sixty yards 60, average? Yeah, over sixty yard average, sixty point five, and a sixty three long. So. But nothing inside the twenty. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is that a an accuracy thing? A- yeah, accurate it, punts? It's, it's not a lot to base it on, is it? Because if you're punting, you know, from deep in your own half, um, yeah, that is an easier job, in fairness. But it's also a job that Presley Harvin has fucked up repeatedly. So yeah, you know, I mean, did 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 Waitman lose out? I've seen him have been yeah. in a battle with Jordan Berry. I think he was. Yeah, he, he lost that battle yeah. last preseason. Yeah. I think. So, yeah, I don't know. It just feel, feels like a harsh one. I mean, you know, 
thinking of uh, PH3. Obviously, his dad just died. That's that's tough. That's tough, man. To uh, to then see a guy come out and uh, perform like I don't know. Maybe maybe let's just let PH3 go for two more weeks, and then, and then we'll reevaluate at the end of the year. <laughs> I don't need that on my conscience as well. A little bit, a little bit more of a nugget from a uh, punting corner. Do you know who made the uh, the AFC Pro Bowl? Oh, I, to be honest, I haven't checked the rosters actually, so I'm not sure. Um, I, I've not even heard of this guy. This is my, my lack of knowledge. Oh, AJ Cole sounds to me like a sort of garage <laughs> DJ from the sort of late '90s. But yeah, AJ Cole from the Raiders. Oh, sorry, coughing my coughing my guts out there. From the Raiders, oh. did you say? Yeah, good use of the cough button. Yeah, and this isn't a dude I'm familiar with, so this this doesn't seem like you know. Usually, Pro Bowl voting comes down to a popularity contest. Well, I've not heard this yeah. name, so maybe this is an accurate. Uh, maybe he's a really good punter. Yeah, maybe know. he's a new kid on the block. Yeah, no, I'm not. I've, I haven't paid attention this year to the to the Raiders punter. So uh, uh, I was hoping you have some I, insight. I'm afraid I don't. I haven't. No, I, I didn't even look at the Pro Bowl rosters to be honest. After checking who the Steelers got in, although um, uh, Colquitt was looking good the other week, wasn't he? Or, or at least he had a couple of good punts. Yeah. Uh, well, well, here's some depressing Pro Bowl news. Uh, Ola Adenye, he was uh, or Aden- Adenai, sorry, got that wrong. Had, had had the most votes as a special teamer. Is it just like Pittsburgh people voting in the Pro Bowl? What's going on here? <laughs> because PH Percy Harvin had the most votes as a punter in the AFC. Yeah, from well, the this, public. This is it, right? This is it's the same reason why Ray Ray won. I think people just see. People kind of know Ray Ray McLeod because of his name. I feel like more than anything. <laughs> his name's Ray Ray McLeod, so people just re- remember him from his Buffalo time. Um, it's the same with PH three, right? He's he's a different looking dude that people get hyped about, so they all vote for him. The, the, the Pro Bowl's a joke. I think we've established this by now. Yeah, I don't know it's weird. Then then Jeffrey Simmons had the uh, the ninth highest fan votes in the AFC at defensive tackle. You could argue he deserved to be in. I don't know. Didn't even get a. Get is the Pro Bowl still just a game of Madden or is it actually going to be a game this year uh, no it's a real game it's back is it okay okay oh good more more, more useless football that I'm going to be presented I mean, I, with I won't be watching it but it'll be on <laughs> there was a time where I would have watched that religiously <laughs> as long as they still do the QB trick you know they get through the hoops and stuff as long as they still do I that like I'm that. happy yeah, just do I that want. I bet they don't do that though Dave I bet that's what they get rid of because of the Covid stuff yeah. I, I like that. That was the best bit where they did like the assault course as well. You had the D lineman pushing the big bag, and then the receiver had to like yeah. catch a thing, dive it. Yeah, it was good. Bring that back. The we are the champions of uh, American football. Let's just make them do an episode of Gladiators. Let's get the guy back who did the did the voiceover, and let's just do Gladiators, but with the Pro Bowl. Okay. Best thing about Gladiator was the um, tennis ball machine gun, Gatling cannon. That was quite cool. I want to see. I don't remember that. <laughs> okay, that was good. This we're talking early nineties okay. gladiators. I don't know. Maybe it changed by the time you were watching it. I want to see um, Cam Hayward and Aaron Donald stood on those things with the you know the little poles that they smack each other with, with the oh yeah the, the cotton bud the yeah, giant the cotton, cotton buds. buds yeah I want to see them <laughs> going at it. <laughs> I reckon TJ Watt would be really good at the one where you've like got the hanging hoops and you have to like yeah. climb around. <laughs> that would be TJ Watt all over. Yeah. Did they have anyway, Gladiator think, in the US? Or is that where we just... It must have come from the US, come on. No, that is like a British thing, surely. No? No, they had it in the US. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, for a time it was pretty popular. Oh, okay. Who was the most famous Gladiator from US Gladiators? I never watched it. 
Okay. I don't. I don't even know. Zeus was was one. Not I Zeus. Remember. <laughs> Zeus. Yeah, I remember he was one. Um, I, yeah, I can't remember. Maybe it's all about Wolf over here, right? Yeah, yeah Wolf. Wolf, Wolf yeah. was like the sort of long-haired, steroided up kind of mad, <laughs> mad dude, mad man. And Wolf Jet. And Storm. Was, the, uh, was it Storm or Storm? Jet? Yeah. Jet. Storm was good. It was Jet for me, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> courses for courses. Uh, pictures we, on his walls. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, met Wolf, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, of course you did. Shall we uh, move on to the Browns, or are we fin- are we finished with this game? Or yeah, what? yeah. I don't know that there's a great deal else to be said. We've, we've probably missed also. I think it's a shame that TJ's not going to trouble this sack record. Um, Why not? You think you don't think he's playing? Well, he looks a bit banged up, right? And I think that he's, he's gone two weeks now with with little production. What's it? What is he now mm. short of? Like. Three and a half. It's doable, I suppose, but he's still a sack leader. Yeah, I mean, this I, is the sack. I hope the DPOY case isn't weakening. Miles mm. Garrett, I have pushed for it. So, what was that, Rich? I have a uh, question. What do you guys think about Butler's scheme to stop Mahomes? Uh... There was a scheme. <laughs> 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 uh... Well, the thing is that they they adapted, right? They adjusted. They who saw Derek Gore breaking free or, you know, and, and, oh, but I did want to talk about that. What the heck? The 50-yarder. Hang on a second. Let me scroll back up. Right. I was convinced in real time that uh, Mahomes was ahead of the line of scrimmage when he threw that ball. I just couldn't, could not yeah, believe I was as well. <laughs> that nobody threw the challenge flag. And and that is why it looked like Hayden like busted his coverage, but Hayden broke down because he thought that Mahomes had crossed the line of scrimmage. Now I I thought the rule was the ball cannot break the plane of the line of scrimmage and then be forward thrown. Mahomes and and it seemed like the refs agreed. If you jump and you're flying in the air, then you can throw the ball past the line of scrimmage because I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Is it not Tell his me I'm feet? wrong. I thought it was his feet have to be behind the line of scrimmage. No, I, I thought it was the ball. So I maybe this... the, I thought it was the ball. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it was the ball, but it, it, the ball was not behind the line of scrimmage, but his feet were. So it, maybe Dave. So he, he, he jumped over the line of scrimmage. He, he, he ran. He was running towards the line of scrimmage, and at the exact point where the ball hit the line of scrimmage, he jumped and threw it fifty yards downfield to Derek Gore. And I, I, it's difficult to tell. I, I've, I've scrolled backwards and forwards. I've looked at replays. I've tried to work out the line. It, it looks to me like you look at where the, the line judge is and that ball is like right in front of like his groin. Like it's touching it. If, if his groin extended across to the other line judge on the other side, if you see what I mean. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. It's like the, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just thought, why is that not, was that not worth a challenge? Can you challenge that? I don't even know. I'm sure you can. Because that, to me, it looked... I mean, that, that is why they got the big play. It was because Hayden broke down and, and left his guy. He was in coverage, and then he went, okay, the guy's, the guy's running. He's tucking in <clears> and running. But you know what, though? It's so... At that point, it's so close. I don't... You can't break coverage that early. You know what I mean? If he's two or three yards past, now you break coverage. But if it's that close, that we're not even sure, right? So, I, I, Hayden can't do that. He's got to stay on his guy. It, and it, that just shows you how good my, it, it, If that was legal and the line judge had it right, it just shows you how good Mahomes is. Because that was it was millimeters to, to launch a ball 50 yards downfield. 
on on the run off platform amazing so i don't know how to answer your question i don't know how you scheme up to to, to stop my home <laughs> and it's you know coming out of the season they were a bit of a super bowl hangover um you know people thought you know you, you blitz them or you you, you hang back you could stop my home's way it, it stopped working they've, they've developed a run game the lines improved this was a tough ask in the wind you know it didn't seem to bother my homes well, I thought Mahomes adjusted really nicely. It took him a while because it did look like people had figured him out, but he 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 would force the deep pass a lot, and he started taking on what's underneath more consistently. I think that really helped him a lot. But I thought um, <clears throat> Butler's scheme to start the game was valid. I thought, you know, what he was doing was he they they were obviously guarding against the deep play. They they bracket they would bracket Tyreek Hill. They would have two safeties deep, and they were basically counting on the Steelers to pressure Mahomes with four guys and hopefully he won't kill us underneath because he'll be too busy avoiding the pass rush to hurt us underneath. We never got a consistent pass rush and he did kill us underneath the whole game. So uh, I just feel like when that's not working, you go, you go through a whole quarter where they, they score every time they get the ball. That's all that you're, you're, you're not, you're not working. Some of the, some of the uh, changes that Butler made were to, to get more, guys into coverage which i think is a huge mistake you, you mahomes is going to beat you like that you know sometimes he would rush three and drop highsmith back into coverage which we saw him do a few games ago you have to at that point you got to start blitzing him you have to you have to blitz the guy and you have because you need to pressure this guy he's just like brady if you don't pressure him you lose and any coordinator that's been effective against these guys has always been able to find ways to pressure them. That's how you beat them. And there was just no way. Now, whether I can't completely blame Butler for because TJ Watts busted up and he's really was not very effective. Nobody else is very effective. Cam got to him one time. Highsmith got to him one time. But consistently, we could not pressure this guy. Um, but to me, I think you need to dial something else up. You, 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 dropping more guys into coverage is not going to help the situation. And and we just couldn't. That That's why I think we just got destroyed defensively. We could not pressure Mahomes. And also, also the other issue is that it's not often you get, you know, one or two plays on offense before you give the ball back. So that defense was out there a lot. You know, they just come off the field and then they're back out there. And that happened. Too many times in this game, you're asking tired defenders that are covering lots of field to to try and cover Mahomes. You know, they did a good job with Hill. He he didn't have a big game, right? No, no, they they did. They 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 definitely prevented Hill from getting the big play. But you're right. You can't turn the ball over three times and beat the Chiefs. Even if you are playing well defensively, you turn the ball three times against the Chiefs, you're going to lose. Yeah, and and immediately, like on the first play. So you, oh, yeah. oh, sorry guys, you but you just sat down, back out there, you know. Suit yeah. up. You're going back yeah. out. That's a big ask. It's a good point. Yeah. So props. To, so I, reading between the, between the lines here, you're actually giving props to Butler, Rich. I'm giving props to for his game plan initially, but definitely not for, for the adjustments. And once again, this has always been the problem with Butler. His in-game adjustments are just not there. If he what what he does is not effective. I thought his strategy to stopping Mahomes was poor at that point dropping more guys into coverage isn't going to work. He has to be pressured. So I would have rather seen him start rushing five guys, maybe even six guys at times, just to get make him get rid of the ball quickly. Just Because what he was doing wasn't working. I mean, it was obvious. They scored every time they got the ball pretty much in the first half. Yeah, I mean, I guess to a degree, it was kind of hamstrung. I mean, you didn't have, we talked about last week, Marcus Allen on the blitz was looking good. I mean, 
the risk you run with Morlet is that it's a te- it becomes a tell that you're going to blitz with Morlet. I mean, because you don't want him out there in coverage against Mahomes because he's he's not going to cover squat. So I, it, it, I I think it was a bit tricky. Like you say, Watt was injured. Highsmith did what he could. Um, but then you, you're down to Taco Charton, whose strength perhaps isn't pass rushing, and 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 Tusker, who's definitely not a pass rusher. So he didn't really have the the tools to do. That what he needed really, I didn't have a versatile kind of nickel blitzer slash someone that could cover the slot. You know, uh, it's, a, mm. it's a tough, tough, tough call. I think you're being kind. Uh, yeah, you're right. We didn't have everybody healthy. I get that, but to sit back and do the same thing is is giving up, in my opinion. You have to make a change. You have to try. If you don't have your best blitzers available, oh well. You know, like Thomas says, next next man up. You have to try to change the scheme at some point to get more pressure on Mahomes. So yeah, he didn't have a lot to work with, but don't just don't just keep doing the same thing. You're, that's yeah. we we I saw mean, how that turned out. I, I guess the plan was to, to play a little bit soft between the twenties and then and then tighten up in 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 the red zone, and it, it kind of worked. You know, they did they did have a couple of red zone stands. You know, they did they weren't scoring freely in the red zone and. The, yeah, it could have worked if if there was any semblance of offense at all. The plan could have worked, but you know, you 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 start turning the ball over that quickly, you get into a hole, and and it, and it, and it, it looks bad. It looks bad. So you're right, and, it, and it, yeah. And I'm not blaming Butler for losing this game by any means. I just I just was curious what you guys thought of his scheme because I didn't think his scheme was very good. But you're absolutely right. It's not his fault that we lost the game. We can't turn the ball over and we can't score right now. I mean, we, we are turning the ball over and we can't score right now. So if essentially, that's what lost us the game. We can't score. Yeah. I mean, who who, who saw that, that running performance come? Not me. You know, what, and how do they get that? I mean, the, the Steelers are bad against the run. And when, when you can't stop the run, that opens up so much. You know, it, it's not going it, to... It's interesting. It's a real, um, like, crossroads in the NFL of what is, you know, the, the pass game is still king, but where, where how important is the run game? And, and does that feed into play action and, and RPO? And how much, how important is that in terms of, of winning Super Bowls? It's, it's such an interesting question. And, I, I you know... The, I think I, I don't know how much how much I guess it's an off season thing that we'll get into, but how, where where is the philosophy philosophy here? In what what is the Steelers' philosophy? Is it going to be heading towards a run game, um, you know, team? And is that is that on trend? Like look at the Patriots, you know, I, I don't know. So many questions, so many questions for me. I, I, I want to know what you guys think, but I'm not going to get into it now because we need to talk about other things, but. I just thought it was interesting that the Chiefs essentially won this game with the run game when that was the last thing that you think they'd do. Run the damn ball, Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> That's your philosophy. Okay. Browns game? Browns game or kebab ball? Uh, we'll do Browns game first and get that out of the way. Okay, let's talk about run game. Fun stuff. Um, talking about run game. Talking about What do you mean talking about run game? Well, we're just talking about the run game and how that can be important. Browns are a team that only have the run game. Well, yeah, at the moment, yeah, good for offense. us. Good for us. Our, our awful run defense faces uh, Nick Chubb this week, so that's bound to be fun. Um, we did we did win this game, if you remember. Uh, I blacked that game out on Halloween night, only to watch it the uh, later that evening. It was quite a fun one, fifteen ten. Uh, was it Halloween? Yeah, oh. it was. Yeah. 
yeah, feels doesn't feel like that long ago, does it? Or maybe it feels that longer. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is strange because the, the Browns weirdly have what are they seven and eight, so they're they're technically below us in in the division right now. Well, they're bottom. They are bottom um, in this tight division where only two games separate the four teams. Uh, I'm very reluctant to even get into to playoff scenarios. I was talking to Mark on Twitter this week, and he, he was talking about like the Raiders and Colts game and how uh, we really need the Colts to beat the Raiders. And I was like, I, I kind of want to talk about what the Steelers need right now because what the Steelers need is to go and win two games, which you know, I personally don't see uh, happening. <laughs> but nevertheless, um, the Browns also probably need, to, well, definitely need to win two games uh, to make the playoffs. I would imagine at nine and eight. Um, and hope that the Bengals lose out. Um, I, this is just gonna. This is. I just can't see them doing anything but just running the ball down our throats, and I struggle to see how we'll stop them. Well, this is that's the same discussion we had last time. The Browns are yeah. going to kill the Steelers because we have got worse. The run game, we have, but it was week eight. Steelers played the Browns, mm. and the Steelers held them to ninety-six yards. Now. That was that was a great performance by the defense. They've allowed a hundred plus yards in every game since. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 Steelers' defense are last in run yard average. They're averaging 142.7 yards per game, and they've averaged 170 174 yards in the last eight games. So it's definitely got worse. It's horrible. However, the they 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 admitted that the reason they were successful in that week eight matchup against the Browns was because they they committed to stopping the run because they weren't scared of Baker and and they shouldn't be because Baker is not only a volatile quarterback but he's carrying the shoulder injury and you saw I, did you watch the, the game against the, the Packers yeah. those four picks yeah I mean he looked un, un, unplayable I mean he just looked like not a viable quarterback at all so. I don't know. They don't like reload that week eight game plan, or, or, that, that or am I missing how, something? Here? That is how the Steelers seem to be winning the games this season: is is forcing turnovers. Um, and with ba- I mean, I think you just got to play aggressive. Get get Minker up. Get get Witherspoon's on. Get Witherspoon on every play. Just go after the ball. The only way you're going to win this game is is forcing three or four turnovers. Just go do it. You know, get super aggressive. If you want, if you want to dare Baker to go over the top, well, let's let's go for it. Um. Yeah, it's strange because I didn't see us winning that first matchup either. I feel like I've overrated the Browns all season. I don't really know why. You have from preseason. Yeah, <laughs> I, but I struggle to let it go because when I look at the team, I'm like, this is still a good team. I have way more belief in this Browns team as a whole in its construction than, than the Steelers. So why do they continue to be average? I don't know. Well, because yeah, ownership is, is ownership down. There's lack of belief in the organization. Baker is bad, but the rest of the roster. Uh, has been so. I mean, the defense is solid. That's what I mean. Yeah, the defense is. I mean, I think they could do with a couple of weapons up front. But other than that, you know, I think they're pretty solid all around. I mean, they're twenty seventh in passing yards and twenty sixth in passing TDs. Just for for, for reference, Pittsburgh are fourteenth in passing yards and fifteenth in TDs. So you know, Pittsburgh much better passing offense. In fairness, to, in fairness to the Browns, the Steelers do get like thirty minutes of garbage time in every game. <laughs> Yeah, true. You could say that's skewed. You know, Browns are third in rush yards, Steelers are 29th. Browns are sixth yeah. in rush TDs, Steelers are 27th. So, yeah. you know, but it's, 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 a clear, it's, it's clear, you know, with the Chiefs, 
the, the it was the game script was was flipped right it's like stop the pass and, and make them run well yeah they 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 won the run game in this in this time it's stop the run which stops play action which forces baker to pass and then he throws picks so as long as, as long as we can make that the script, it's fine. You could make a similar argument maybe with the Vikings where we tried to stop the run and, and we just got run all over. Yeah, well, that was a disaster. Let's hope it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, this is the problem with this season. Man. When we come to the, doing these game these game previews or talking about the game upcoming, is you just don't know which Steelers team is going to show up. Like Rich said at the start of this show, like... Is it going to be the Steelers' defense that that looks fearsome up front, or is it going to, like we got in that Ravens game, right, where Chris Wormley showed up and everybody was all all over the show? Or is it going to be this this drab? I'll drop it for the third time. Neutered uh, Steelers' defense again. <laughs> I don't know because I, I don't expect much from the offense either way. So you you kind of got to go win it on defense anyway by generating turnovers and stopping the run. So. Yeah, I don't know. Let's just not let Miles Garrett run all over the show and, and make a case for DPOY, please. That's all so it's, it's 17 and a half sacks for TJ, 15 sacks for Garrett in the in the uh, sack leader race. So let's let's hope that uh, this game... Miles Garrett's going to be lining up inside trying to take advantage of Kendrick Green. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've got the, the good O-line... Uh, Two Pro Bowlers uh, guards, Bretonio and Teller, but is is uh is oh no, it's J C Tretter that's out, He's not Teller, right? Yeah. White Teller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is Bush, is Bush, Bugs, and Banner are they all back, or do we know? When when did the COVID designations get released? Well, isn't it five days now? I don't know, man. It changed. It's changed again. The, the COVID stuff is becoming unmanageable in terms of figuring out who's available and who's not um, <laughs> I kind of just wait until the game <laughs> and see who shows up <laughs> um, because I mean I, I, like this just looking at the Browns roster right now they have one two three four five six seven seven players on the COVID uh, the COVID designation apparently according to according to the current depth chart but who knows what that'll be at by the time game time rolls around. It's a, it's a Monday night game, which I was shocked to see. Um, yeah. Too late to get flexed. Is um, or is it not? Is no, it is yeah, it possible? Late, I think. Is it possible they shut Baker down and it's Case Keenum again? Did he no. pick anything up more in that Packers game? That would be that would be testament to a bench, surely. I just think he looked just didn't well, look right. Sure, yeah, but it's tough to bench, especially Baker. He's he's not the kind of guy to go down lightly, is he? For all of his uh, misgivings. Do you want to pick the game? <laughs> Who wants to go first? All right, I'll go first. <laughs> I'll go first. I'm going to pick a win. Oh, I'm going to pick a low-scoring sludge fest, and I'm going to pick a, a 17 to 14 Steelers win. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll hang right in with a loss. Uh, Browns 19, Steelers 13. 13 to 19. Yeah. So, I just noticed here, you haven't picked a win <laughs> since... <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I genuinely couldn't tell you. Uh, week 10 wow. was the last win you picked. What week is it now? 17? 17, <laughs> 17 yeah. Christ. Lost, 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 lost. 
Well, that 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 goes a long way uh, to show everyone my else is kind of checkered. Yeah, you're, you're, okay. I, I admit I'm I'm probably over. I'm the probably the most optimistic person here, but you're definitely the the negative. Nori. Because well, it's like Rich said earlier. I just can never sit with this current team the way it's constructed. I struggle going into games to see the Steelers as the better team almost ever. And the last time I did was probably the Lions when we drew. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, probably was that. It's tough, man. It's tough because this Steelers team is just so topsy turvy and roller coastery with with how it performs. Yeah. I don't know. It's You've picked cool. two wins, two wins since the bye. <laughs> Who were they against? <laughs> uh, I couldn't tell you that. Hang on. Okay. No, it's sorry, right, my right. my record keeping isn't that good. It's okay. Well, I bet you one of them was the Lions. So it was week. Uh, well, yeah, it was the, the, the one week after the bye, and then yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, who's next? I have the uh, Steelers seventeen twelve. Yes. Oh, I thought Rich was going to pick a loss this week. It's not nah, far I, off me. I like uh, I like that they're at home. Ben's probably Ben's final game at home. He he has a tendency to come up big in situations like that, and they need the win. And Browns aren't playing very well right now. And I think we we commit to having at least seven guys in the box against them. I think we can stop the, you know, slow down the run game and possibly win. Right. I agree. Dave? I'm taking a win. Uh, not just yes. because it's Ben's last potential home game. Uh, well, well, let's face it, it is, it is his last home game. But um, I think you're right. I think they're going to run the ball over us a little bit. I think they're going to get it in check. And I, I think it, when it comes down to it, it's going to come down to that fourth quarter because it's the only time the Steelers turn up. It's the only time they get off the bus. So it's going to come down to which QB has the killer instinct. And the only one with the killer instinct is Ben. Because to me, Baker, I've never been sold on Baker. He's not a bum. He's a step above being a bum. But he's got, he can't come off in big moments. And he's got, he's got no killer instinct. He, he can be, he can be good. He can be serviceable, I suppose. But he's got patchy ac- accuracy. It just, it, it stinks of a guy who's not going to be in Cleveland and, if, you know, his contract's up. It he's the best QB it. they've had in a long time, though. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't mean he's good. Are we going to see yeah. him added to that that song where they all are on the garbage can? <laughs> I love that song. Uh, if he doesn't recover from the shoulder injury, then it's quite possible. So, so to me, it's going to come down to a final drive, fourth quarter. Which QB wants it more? And it's going to be it's going to be Ben. It's going to be a thirteen ten victory. Oh, we've all gone low scorer. Has your man turned his shower on again, Gav? No, it's not me. It's not me this oh. time. Oh, okay. Innocent. Oh, that might be that might be me. Oh. It's <laughs> it's really cold outside. My son has the heater on. No, it's it's, okay. it's, it. it's un, 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 uh, conditionally freaking cold out here. It's really weird how oh, cold it's been. It was like 38. It was like 38 last night, which never gets that cold. Look at this. Really? Because it's, it's going to be unseasonably warm here. Living it up over on the West Coast. Oh, oh it's so cold over here. Oh. It must be end of day over there if it's, if it's cold. Wow. <laughs> oh, there's been a drop of rain. Oh, no. <laughs> Quick, move to Texas. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. I got my granddaughter in the house, so I'm... No, it's okay. That's yeah, fine. I'm not going to tell you to turn the heating off. I thought no. it was I thought it was I... Gav's shower, man. <laughs> no, no. Hey, they're away. They're away. Yeah. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> quiet. So, sorry, did everyone pick the game? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
So should we pick our like picks that never come in? Yeah, why not? Let's okay, do it. I'll go. I'll go first. Our offensive play. I'm going to go with a Ray Ray TD. How about that? Ooh, I thought about that this week. Weirdly, that's strange because of the Ray. All the Ray Ray talk. Um, I'll go Claypool TD. Now you did have that last week. Did I? Oh no, you didn't. Everyone else did. Oh. No, you didn't. Yeah, you, I had, you had a Washington. Yeah. You know, it's the second time this season I have Hayward sack and he got the second defensive yeah. play. I <laughs> <laughs> got it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pull the big guns out. I'm going to go Johnson reception and I'm going to go. I'm going to go TJ sack. Okay. I think that's a good shout. All right. Dave. I'm going to go with a Najee receiving touchdown, please. Okay. Receiving. Receiving, yes. Okay. Whoops. All right. Yeah. It's all right. Spreadsheet issues. Okay, I'm good. All right. And then uh, do you want to go pick your defensive play, Dave? Um, I pondered on this one. I wanted to go with, a, with, a, with another Weatherspoon uh It served you well so far. Because it, it went well, but it didn't go well last week. But it, it, then he, he did come. It, there was one, but it got... It got it was there yeah, a, a foul play. on the play or something? It was, mm. off, yeah, it was free play. Yeah, so, Cam was offside. You know, I was going to say I should get half a point for that, but I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm no not half measures. I'm not that guy. Daddy Kane. Um, so I'm going to go with a, a Joe Hayden interception. Interceptions are my uh, my picks this year. I think. Oh, Dave, you've gone the same as me. That's where I was going because I thought I thought uh, someone's got to make a pick, right? Baden's, Hayden uh, Baker is throwing picks all over the place, and Hayden's yeah. been short, so it's, his number's got to be called at some point. So I. Yeah. Uh, well, I hadn't picked one yet, so I did pick the Witherspoon interception. Okay. One of those corners is going to get a, uh, a pick. All right. Uh, it's getting to crunch time. Me and Rich are level on 17. Dave on 15. Cy on 14. There you go. Um, do we need pick. to talk? Oh, yes, we do. Sorry, I'm so eager to get onto the, the fantasy league. Hold your ass. Right, I will go first. Uh, I got, I, I'm going to pick the, the Patriots. To beat the Jags. I have a real issue now where I, it's got to the point of the season where I have no idea who I have and haven't picked. Um, okay. I'm going to give you. I think I picked the Bucks and the Pats before. If not, I'm going to go out offbeat. You picked the Packers. Strange. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang no, on. The Pats, sorry. Oh. I think I've no. Picked. You have. You haven't picked the Patriots. I haven't picked the Patriots. No. And who are the Patriots playing? Because I wrote them down. The Jags. Oh yeah, I'll take it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh thank God, I was going to go Bears. Oh. Oof. <laughs> yeah okay who wants to go next uh, I'll take the 49ers I don't know who they're playing but <laughs> I, I'll take the 49ers hang Texans. on I'll tell you they're playing the Texans are they yeah Texans alright yeah. hey, I, I saw them and I was a little bit worried about the Texans revival yeah I, I'm I'm really gotten to the point where I'm having trouble picking you know I haven't picked the Cowboys at all one of the best teams in football I have not picked them one they time they seem unreliable though don't they <laughs> That's I don't know the yeah. well yeah I, I don't know how you've got one more week you know still a chance uh, okay Dave uh, welcome to the part of the show where what I call have I picked the um, have okay. I picked the Rams mm, I think you have I think I remember you have Yes, all three of us picked the Rams and we all got it right against the Giants and then Cy lost against picking the Bills against the Titans. Excellent. Right. Um, should I go risky and take the Lions? Have you picked the Lions? I doubt you've picked the Lions. Probably Who are the haven't. Lions? Who are the-, the Seahawks. I've picked the Lions. You're going to pick the Lions against the Seahawks? I did think about that, Dave. 
but I've already. I mean, the Seahawks it. are bad at the moment. This is what Very I mean. bad. It's two bad teams. It's kind of <coughs> it's kind of risky. I like it, Dave. I don't I don't want to talk you out of it though. It's cojones. It is cojones. I'm going to dangle them out there. I'm going to take the yes. lines. Yeah, you're going to go for it. All right, hey, Dave. Fortune favors a bold. Last week, I picked the Jets. Yeah, that's true. It's a good pick. Nice, nice. Come on, those Lions. Okay. I, I got one thing, guys. Before we go on, I got one go thing. On. Go I on. want to give. I want to give my Jag off of the month award out. <laughs> oh, you got a Jag off of the month. Oh, we got to bring this back. <laughs> I, oh, I do. Jag off of the month award goes to CBS Sports. <laughs> CBS Sports left the Steeler game with 11 minutes to go to, quote, a more competitive game. <laughs> so they switched to the Raiders-Broncos games just so I could watch Derek Carr kneel down three straight plays. Thank oh. you very much, CBS Sports. They then went back to the Steeler game, which I but I ended up missing five minutes of the game. CBS Sports, you guys suck. So wait, so you canceled your game pass because... Uh subscription right no no it's, it's good all year I'm, I'm probably not going to renew it did you not flip over to game pass though? they don't have it live on the us oh, you, oh of course oh man so there's nothing you could do yeah no i mean i could probably you know i probably could have got maybe nfl.com game pass may have had it i'm not sure but um, I didn't. I didn't even do it. I didn't oh man, I forget out. about the viewing experience in the US is totally different, especially if you're out of market. Oh man, yeah. that's a well. Bummer. That's the thing. See, that's the thing. If it's not a nationally uh, public uh, uh, game um, produced game, then it's not on. You know, it's not on CBS, ABC, NBC, or anything like that. So then I have it on Directv. Hmm. Then for sure they'll never leave the game. They just they just play the whole game. But whenever it's on something that's a national broadcast. You have that possibility. They make the every now and then that's happened to me over the years, so and, and I, not, I hate. To do it. Can you not watch it on Direct TV anyway, or is it like blacked out because it's on TV? Blacked out. Oh, it's blacked. <sighs> well, that sucks. Oh, that's they should know that that's the only way people can watch that game. And how how do you access Direct TV? Do you access it through your computer, or are you are you through like a a box? It's a cable box, right? Yeah, because so because sorry, I I had the same problem that you had last yeah. week, where you wake up the next morning, want to watch the game. Oh, it was on Sky, so it's blacked out. It's so stupid. It's so... But, I, I, you know, don't don't come after me, lawyers, but yeah, I've got a, a reliable, decent Ooh. VPN service. I just turn that on, and then I can, you know, I pretend I'm in, I, I'm in France or whatever, and then I can just watch the game. Like, it just pops back up on Game Pass. You need to teach me how to, how to use VPNs. It's really easy. You no, just... no, I understand that it's easy on a laptop, right? I could probably do that. The problem is that I use, like, consoles for everything, so it's, it's I feel like that might you need. Grow. You just need a little a little computer which is hooked up to your TV, uh, and then you can get all your streaming services in one place, Disney, little, Amazon. Hooked up how? Well, you, you get a, buy a small mini PC, which mini is, like, PC? the... Yeah, like the size of like a, I don't know, a, a, a quarter of the size of a box of biscuits, and it's a thing. It's it's a media PC. It's called yeah, like a tiny PC, and on that you in you uh, you have an HDMI out, so you can plug it straight into your computer, and then on that you access Game Pass, Disney, Netflix, Amazon. Apple, whatever. This, this already sounds too complicated. I'm all. No, it's easy. It's really easy. It's just I've because the problem is PC. I got to. I got to be plugging it, it in. It costs like a hundred quid, man. You understand how many HDMI slots I have on the on the TV left? Minus three. Yeah, yeah, I know, but that's because you're, you're doing it all wrong. 
Why are you going through your console? Your console's junk. Because it's there. It's your, under your the TV console's next good. To the TV yeah, but it's good for playing games. But it's not good for watching TV. Why? What does it make? It's just it's what's on. So I press the button and it's on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you, you you're asking for advice of how to get around Black. <laughs> This is the answer. But this is my problem. They're all too complicated. Anyway, we, we, it's, we've it's not too complex. Yeah, and also technically illegal. But um, <clears> it's not illegal. It's a VPN, right? That's well, legal. it is if you're getting around getting around Game Pass oh, really? restrictions, isn't it? I don't know. I assume it's legal. No, because they advertise that, right? Like they say, like, oh, use this to watch American Netflix. Like that's literally in the adverts for VPN. So I don't think it's illegal. Okay, well, fine. I use VPNs all the time. Very happy customer. And if it is illegal, he doesn't. Surprise. Yeah, and if it doesn't, and then sue me. <laughs> I don't know, come at me. Is that a but, anyway, I can hear? The, the, the point <laughs> is, this blackout, because I don't have a, you know, people always complain about the blackout, they're like, oh, what, this is ridiculous, I pay for, like, I don't have a problem with the blackout while the game's live, like, I understand that, that's fine. Like, if I want it, I need to get Sky, that's that's literally the deal that they have, okay. But then to black it out for the next 24 hours, so I can't even go and, like, really? Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, ExpressVPN, I think it costs like £3 a month, right? And and you can cr- install it on so many devices, on your phone, your computer, uh, your laptop, your iPad, console, and and what? <laughs> console. I don't think you can do it on your console, but you just need to come up with a way of, of hooking up. Surely you've got a laptop. Well, yeah, I mean, I could, I could, yeah, I could just, I could just plug the laptop into the TV. So I'd, I'm questioning your commitment stuff. here. Yeah, it's just a lot of fat about. It is fat, and it happens to me every time. It's kickoff. Yeah. You know, I think, oh, I turn over, and oh, this this game is not available in your region. And yeah. It's like, shit! And then, I, and then I scrabble around firing up the VPN. Well, I have, I have Sky it on on the console anyway, so that I just flip it to Sky, but but I do use the laptop for Game Pass anyway because the, the picture's chucky for some reason on the Game Pass app, so I use it on okay. the laptop. Anyway, we're getting really into the weeds. We'll anyway. talk about this behind the scenes, but trust <laughs> me, it works. And especially, you know, I, I don't mind paying for it if it's live, but yeah, it, yeah. I, I do object for, you know, I wake up the next morning and it's still blacked out. That's yeah. a problem for me. Yeah, I agree. So we're going to have to edit I... this out because we're going to get cancelled, man. We are we're cancelled by good. who? Roger, come come for us, Rog. I dare yeah. you. Yeah, UK Steelers podcast gets shut down by Roger Goodell. Great, give us that. Buy us out. Okay, we'll okay. be a shill for the NFL. Dave. <laughs> yes. Well done, man. You you won the kebab bowl. That was I did, man. A, a two a two week absolute shellacking of me and my Sweet. team my, absolutely rinsed me so, uh, uh, well done man uh, victory speech, speech. Podium over to you. Well, well thank you I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waving to my adoring fans thank you I, I also want to point out that I, I also smashed you this week with one hand tied behind my back because I uh, neglected to put a kittle in my lineup. <laughs> actually I, I I put him in um, found out after a nap that um, he'd been taken out because of covid and i had no i couldn't replace him at that point because the game had already started so i had no one in my like last flex spot well um so yeah but i still managed to be here so i'm i'm happy about that but uh that's not it's not a very uh humble speech is it well Sorry i like it that. i like that you've just gone for him a little bit i think you should do it a little bit more screw you guys i won <laughs> what what can you teach us, Dave, about how you won this? Um, basically, just follow what Sleeper tells you to pick. Um, pick, the, pick the top guys. And get Cooper Cup. That's a good one. And uh, pay a load of money for Justin Herbert. Yeah, spend all your money on one TV. <laughs> wow. Oh, I got Justin Herbert! <laughs>
<laughs> no, Gav. Hey, you remember I told you that was a good move, Dave. When you when people were poo pooing that move, remember I said yeah, that's a, a good move. It was not a good <laughs> move. I, <laughs> yes, it was a good move. <laughs> he spent sixty five dollars on a guy he could have picked up for three dollars. That's not a good move. Did he win the championship? And who won? Irrelevant. <laughs> no, it's not because he doesn't know what everybody else. Is doing. <laughs> now, but this is what okay. I was going to say. Now, just to sow some more discontent before this league ends. Gav, d- does it suggest uh, an inherent problem with the setup of, of your league that that a man who bid sixty five dollars <laughs> for one quarterback won won the whole thing? Yes! No, no problem. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> the fly in the ointment. How does it feel? Uh, that you got beat by the village idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no problems with it at all. Uh, I'm happy Dave won. He, he he was consistently at the top of the tree every week. Um, I feel like the problem was tactically mine. It was it was my own tactics that came back to bite me on the ass. In that I, every, every week I went for floor, and Dave had an upside team, and and, and and it was my it was my fault in the end. You know, the first week it was a two week championship round. I I left Debo Samuel on the bench. Now that's an upside play. I I went for floor plays throughout my whole roster was built for floor because i thought about surviving and getting through whereas dave just went for the best team um so you know i I should have switched i think i actually did say it i need to switch to outside i didn't do it i just stuck playing patterson and all these guys that were getting volume didn't win me the championship so it's fair play to dave he 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 was he he drafted well he picked up the right players he 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 selected the right roster he did really well so i'm pleased i'm pleased that he won it i'm pleased that it was Two representatives of the podcast in in a very challenging fantasy format, and uh, Dave didn't didn't get absolutely nothing in the end. He won it all, so well done. Thanks. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for all the fix things to start come flying. I think they've already <laughs> come flying in, right? That it was a no, fix. there was no fix here. No fix here. No, because if there'd been a fix, Gav would have won. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd <laughs> clearly would have made myself win. Yeah. Um, I must admit, it was it was all downhill from the moment where I overly celebrated on my way to work when you'd left Kelsey on the bench. From that point on, <laughs> it all went downhill. That so, was karma getting you, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well done, man. It, it was it's a tough a tough a tough a tough league to come through, and yeah, and you did it. So and, well done. Um, and, a, and a well done to you as well, Gav, because it was not an easy league to manage. No, um, thanks. So yeah, I, I hope was... I hope that sleeper. Had, it, I think it's a great format. I really yeah. really like it, and it's like, I hope. Uh, next year, because I, I think I'm I'm going to petition to keep that guillotine format. Maybe maybe we can change the scoring. That's a discussion to be had. <laughs> but I, I like the scoring. But you know, fight me. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope that Sleepo or or we find a different uh, platform that offers guillotine management. Because I don't miss my like uh, Wednesday mornings at work. Yeah, so at work we get like a call sheet every day, which is like got. Um, your your work for the day and the scripts that we're shooting. Literally every, I, I would be writing out, okay, I'd be writing out everyone's score and then ranking them like one through 16 and then working out the waivers. And then, you know, my boss is looking at me going, what, what are you doing? Oh, don't worry, it's a thing for the podcast. And it, it would take me a good hour every week. And and then some diddlow would like make a fake claim or, or like mess up with some <laughs> dodgy trade and it would throw it all out. And then I'm like holding up the whole production shooting while I'm trying to work out the fantasy league. Didn't, didn't, won't be missing that part of it. Got to be honest. But um, it was fun. It was fun. Well done to everyone that played. You know, you from, from, from week one through to week 17. I thought it was well, well thought out. Week 16, whatever. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, well done, Dave. Thanks to everyone, and nice. th- thanks to Matt Audley as well for being a good sport about not being involved. Yes, yes, the Matt Audley <laughs> team of the week. Zero. There we go. My victory was in honour of you, Matt. It was all for you. Yeah. <laughs> the Matt Audley trophy handed to Dave. It's come home. <laughs> the kebab boy yeah. has come home. Yeah. Right. Are we going somewhere else? So. Oh, no, not that. Bowling. <laughs> I did that. Oh, Lord, don't Everything on him. Do you want onions on your set? I do. Plenty onions. Consistently vocal. <laughs> Only the highest standards on this show. Right, we're going a bit off topic again, as, as we do every week. Um, I don't know if you remember a while back, I gave um, I gave Gab a quiz based on... Well, it was, it was because he kept giving us little hints at his backstory and his life. And I was convinced he was a serial killer. Oh, and a serial quiz, killer quiz? Yeah, uh, and this quiz... I'm hoping my mum never hears that. <laughs> this quiz made by a 13-year-old showed that he actually was uh, a serial killer. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if everyone else at home did uh, did the quiz themselves, but you know, it, it it maybe highlights some truths in your life that you didn't know were there. But um, also, oh, I've, I've just thought before I go on, I just thought, you know, um, you mentioned biscuit boxes earlier on. What happened to broken biscuits? Remember, used to, anymore, a, really? used to yeah. buy a bag of broken biscuits for like 20p. What happened to those? Bring them back. Get shipped out to Romania and as part of the EU trade deal. Maybe now we've had Brexit, we'll get them back. Uh, Bring I'm back just... our broken biscuits and our blue passports. <laughs> Reclaim control. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that being a part of the uh, the Leave uh, campaign. I think but, it was uh, number nine three on the manifesto. If you looked at it closely, <laughs> it was it was printed in small print on the side of the bus. We want broken biscuits. Under the three hundred million saved every day in the NHS was uh, yeah. broken biscuits. There was an, another. Um, I, I thought I thought we'll go through the through the hosts and give them each a quiz. And um, well, I'm I'm only doing one of the hosts this week because I don't want to bore you all with questions. But um, Simon has oh, been hinting th- through his um, lot. There's been lots of hints of his um, extravagant lifestyle. Let's say um, he's been buying futons. Um, he, he's in a penthouse suite. Um, overlooking all of York, which is wow, that's got to be a pricey place, man. <laughs> and um, there's a few other things that are slipping my memory. I there's been other things mentioned, right? I'm not wrong. Mul- uh, multiple PS4s, I thought. Multiple, yeah, he's bought a lot of PS5s and he's got a he's small uh, money ha- off those. Handbag dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's something going on. I think he's um, he's a lot posher than he lets on. A lot more, you know. I, I, he he comes across with this down to earth. Bolton lad sort of lifestyle, you know. You, you picture the guy in the flat cap and with a whip it, you know. You picture all that stuff. <laughs> so yeah, that, that <laughs> no, not that, not that. We sit with we're casting aspersions about the good people of Bolton. Um, so I, I I trolled the internet for another quiz made by a twelve-year-old, and to sort oh, of this, maybe... is the, this is the bullying uh, sigh instead of me quiz. Like yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so this. This one is, uh, what percent posh twat are you? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it's, it's, not, um, it's not as mean as it sounds, don't worry. Um, so basically, I've got 10 questions, and it will give you a percentage out of 100, as percentages do work, um, of how posh you are. Mm. Interesting. Um, this is interesting because I do think... Now, 
I am still aggressively working class, I think. But aggressively, wow. But I'll defend it. I'll defend it to my last day. Then. <laughs> but um, I do feel that living in York for how long has it been now? Six years? I don't know. Um, has turned me into a bit of a snob. So it'd be interesting to see how this is where this lands out. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, it, it, there's no questions about your choices of bread for your kebabs and things like that. It's not that. <laughs> it, it, it's a lot more. Uh, I don't know, is it high level? I don't know how you can, how we'll call it. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to the questions and you can make your own opinions on the on how valid the quiz is okay. after it's done. Okay. So question number one. It's a warm day. So you remove your jumper or sweater. Where do you put it? You've got multiple choice. Okay. Oh. Do, you, do you tie it around your waist? Uh-huh. Do you carry it? Do you delicately drape it over your shoulders? Have the butler drive over and collect it? <laughs> or leave or it as a goalpost? Or toss it in the bin. Toss it in the bin, wow. Um, see, now, I, right, so I had an answer in mind before you read it out, but then my problem is the way that it was positioned was delicately throwing it across one shoulder, which suggests that that is, like, a posh answer, but I feel like that is what I would do, but I don't... Well, it says shoulders, so it's like, I guess it's in that sort of... Oh, um, I see. You know, like, like how the boating like guys wear it? Yeah, okay, yeah, like, right. like if you go to, like, Biarritz or Monaco or San yeah. Marino, everyone's walking around in boat shoes and a, and a very expensive jumper casually draped over their shoulders. See, now, that is not how I would do I would have it, like, over one shoulder, you know, like, just, like, a slab. Like a head slab. <laughs> head slab is not an option, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, so... So what were the options again? So around, well, I think got, out of those, I would go around the waist. Although it's not something I would regularly do. So we're going with tight around your waist. Yeah, there's not a bag. Tight around your waist. Is there? Carry it. Drape it over your shoulders. Have the butler collect it. I don't know. I'm going to go carry it. Clearly, clearly, obviously, no one's got a butler in 2021. Well, speak for is there not speak like wear the hood on your head and drape the rest of it behind you like a cape? That's more that, realistic. That's a good option. But this is um, how much of a posh twat are you? Not what? how much of a child yeah. are you? That would suggest it was a hoodie, oh. Gev. All oh, right, it's not a hoodie. It's it's expensive knitwear, is it? It's a cashmere, like, sort of merino wool kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think over over one shoulder is is mm. the correct answer. I, I can't see any other yeah, way. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go shoulder. There. I'm going to stick with my original original. Delicately answer. drape it over your shoulders. Yeah. I think it feels like a leading question. Delicately draped over shoulders feels. There should be an. I, I feel I feel for Sai here. That's a tough tough well, multiple this, choice. This quiz was made by a teenager in his mom's basement. So. I, 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 I've got no um, no real comeback. If, if I made the quiz myself, it, I, I'd, you'd be able to um, berate me about my choice of answers. In, I feel like I can recover. I can recover. Okay. okay. Well, it's it's not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so pick a Saturday afternoon activity. Uh-oh. Going to the cinema that serves wine. Oh. <sighs> Watching but not competing in the polo. That's a pretty leading answer, right? <laughs> so <laughs> making good use of your Guardian subscription. Going shooting with your parents or organising your rare cigar collection. <laughs> These are all leading answers, man. I'll go with the cinema with the wine. <laughs> this is made by anti-capitalists, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. If I'd have, if I'd have found it like on the Guardian website, maybe. These damn um, commies on BuzzFeed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, question number three. How many bathrooms are in your house? Two. Two. I don't know if it means like your family house or it's like the house you're well, in if now. If it's family house, it'd be one. I'd, well, actually, I don't even have a family house. Upwardly so. <laughs> mobile. I think you say we don't even have a bathroom. You just how, many, out the how, many, how many bathrooms in your caravan? 
Um, if, if it was, if it was the... Are they are they separate bathrooms or is one an ensuite? One is an ensuite. And does it have a B day? It doesn't. No, there's no room. For no B day. Although I'd be open to it. And if it was a B day, would it be one of those ones that squirts jets, or would it be the more tap kind? I, I'm not familiar with the various kinds of oh. B day. I, the I, French B day, the classic French B day, has a squirting jet, which um, is yeah. I thought that was a B day. What's a tap kind B day? Well, it just it's like a sink on the floor that it just, you can yeah. just fill up with soap and water and 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 manually not adjust not. your particulars. Why not just sit in the sink? Fuck, it's too high. <laughs> There's a great story about one of my friends that um, uh, let's just say uh, had his way with a, a a larger girl in the in a toilet at a party, at a bathroom at a party, and uh, she got somehow got suctioned into the sink Love it. and couldn't get out. <laughs> and then, and then to his amusement, just for his own amusement, opened up the door so that everyone else could see. It oh, was, it was oh, not the best, not the strongest turn, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, it was bad. going straight to hell, Oof, man. Well, yeah, that's the kind of story that five years ago would have been funny and now is like a me too thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was bad. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I won't say his name or who he was, but it, it happened. God damn it, little Al. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I didn't like that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. so how many bathrooms are in your house? So? Uh, two. I mean, two. Uh, unless we're going with the ancestral home in Edgeworth, in which case th- th- there's many, but uh, we'll, we'll stick with There's that. a hole outside. There's uh, how many bathrooms in that house? Well, it's been split into three houses now, but. Has it really? Two, what, since three, you four, grew up there? Five, six. Um, yeah, it's a farm. It's not. It's my auntie's house. It's not, it's not my house. Oh. Okay. I joke. I joke. I, I, I kid. <laughs> Question number four. This one becomes difficult because it's an audio format and it I involves we'd pictures. Only had two questions. Oh no, we've had three. Uh, sorry, I'm throwing yeah. things off. But we'll see how we get on. Because uh, how old do you know your dog breeds? Uh, fairly well. Okay. So, which breed of dog would you rather own? Mm. A king, uh, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Yeah. A Bichon Frise. Mm-hmm. A Yorkshire Terrier. A Tibetan Mastiff. A Golden Retriever or a Dalmatian. Um, a Bichon Frise. They're very specific oh. dog breeds. Bichon Frise is quite similar to the dog that Chloe has that's been with us over Christmas, the Havanese. Okay. Um, question number five. How do you feel about tweed? Would never wear it. <laughs> Love it. On the fence. Um, this, the last answer is a joke. I, th- I hope it's a joke. I don't get it. I think what she did in that to-, to that toilet attendant was a disgrace. <laughs> what? Is that, is that a Cheryl Tweedy? Tweed? Is that Cheryl a Tweedy tweed thing? What did she do oh, to the toilet attendant? Sounds like my mate, except the, the reverse. Yeah, I get it now. Um, um, but when, well, when it comes to tweed, I, I'm not. A, I, I quite like tweed. I, yeah, I, I've right never worn tweed, yeah. but like I'd wear it. Yeah, as a prof- like it, it, yeah, it's a university style thing. I could, yeah, I'm on the it, fence. I'm going to go on the fence. Occupies the same part of my wardrobe as chinos. Mm. I don't have any, but I'm not against it. Do people wear tweed in, in the states, Rich? Is it a tweeter thing? Uh, not so much. I don't. At least people I hang around with don't really wear it much. I don't think people wear it here, though. To be fair, Dave, it, it, it feels like a very specific. If Isn't you go hunting or shooting, yeah, then, yeah, you, you might. Isn't it like a stereotype of the geography teacher with leather yes. patches on his elbows and a tweed yes. jacket? Yeah, it's Marv. Yeah. Is it Marv? Does <laughs> Marv wear tweed? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's worn a tweed jacket to work. Okay. Wow. Is he a geography teacher? Yes. Okay. <laughs> He's really hit the nail on the head with that one. Is he? Is he? Does he smoke weed and have a Guardian subscription? <laughs> he doesn't smoke weed. No. <laughs> right. Number six. How many surnames do you have? One, two, three, or more than three? Oh, three. Three. You've got three surnames. Well, surnames meaning names that aren't my first name, right? Is that what you mean? I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Three. No, no. Yeah, that would be that middle names. Means, it means right? no. It means double-barreled. 
No, like nobody's got four names. Simon the... Smythe Fotherington Gore. No, rubbish. You, you nobody's would... got four surnames. That yeah, but that's surely the joke. Means... The point is, are you double-barreled or not? None no, I don't think it is. Dave, my reading of that question is names that aren't first names, but that's up to no, you. No, 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 no. That is that I is disagree. Nobody has more than two. No yes, one. they do. Who? Yes, they do. Rich Some people. people have double-barreled surnames. No one has three. No one. Find me one person. <laughs> yeah, but that's the joke. It's a joke. It's, uh, do you have a double barrel no, surname? Because it's or not? like it's considered question. posh to have more than one. Like to have one middle name is okay, then two is like getting progressively worse. What do you so think? So what? Dave? My mum's my got no middle name, so you're calling her Dirty Common? Yeah. Okay. I've got no middle name. So, yeah, yeah, see, I'm it's all matching up. See, it's all fitting. <laughs> I understand. She's from Fleetwood. Okay. Fine. Yeah, my dad, I don't my dad hate has no middle names. It, it all I don't matches hate. Well, it's just like I don't get it though. Why, why, why not have any middle name? Is it lack of invention, creativity? Like, oh, nah. I'm sorry, or, well, or it's just confidence. Commoners, you see, commoners are popping babies out. They don't have time to think of all the names. They just well, they're just like, now this is the right name for this person. Although, what purpose is my middle name? No purpose at all. Never use it. That's true. So I don't, I don't even write it down when they ask for full name. Just yeah, get some. It really so... only serves as like a box where I think about it for a split second about whether to fill it out on a, on a form. So yeah. So you have you have three surnames that aren't your first name. That's what I'm going with. I think that's what the question is asking. But it's, so wait, it's you've got two middle names. Yeah, I think we've been over this at least four times on this show. Go on, like, what are they? Simon, Ralph, William, and Stanley. Ralph. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, I didn't know this. You did. This is new. I did not. Ralph. Rich, I've spoken about this before, right? You remember this? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you never said this. <laughs> Simon R. W. Win Stanley. It's cool, man. You, apparently, you should start using your middle initials to give yourself some more clout on social media. Have you heard this? What, so, like um, Simon R. So you, you, like... you change your name to Simon R. W. Win Stanley. Oh, interesting. Like like J. R. R. Token. People immediately think you're more intelligent mm. than they did previously. Just just from that alone. Mm. So there you go. Try it out. See how it goes. Question number seven. This, this, is, this is testing your knowledge. I, I've got a feeling oh, you no. might not um, know this one. Uh-uh. How much does one a one litre carton of milk cost from Tesco? <laughs> 55p. Well, this is tricky p. because it's gone up. One pound or one pound 15. When was this quiz made? It's a good, good point, actually. That's valid information. And it's one litre. Just... <clears throat> Wait, one litre, not one pint. What's that in pints? Hang on. I can Google it. I can go to Tesco's right now. Hang on. Let me. This is This is a loaded question. What what do you have in uh, America, Rich? Is it is it out fluid ounces? Is that is that how you guys are tracking this? Yeah. Mm. I don't know what a fluid ounce is compared to a liter or a, or a pint. There's too many metrics. Every this, time this fluid ounces. Two years ago. I'm surprised. Two right, years ago. Yeah, this might have changed. And, and what's that in pints? Does anyone know? Is it, have we got a vague idea of how many pints to a That's liter? Two is? pints, isn't it? Two pints, so it's a two pint. So it's like wait, a tall wait, wait. thing. Are we one. going? Are we going semi skimmed? Well, this doesn't matter. Are we does going it? organic? Price, I think. Oh well, I'll get, well, that's yeah, that's a different kettle of fish altogether. Just, just standard. And what was it? Two liter or four pints? One, One liter. liter. Ooh. What's that gap? Is that is that two pints? Uh, hang on, oh, I've got Cravendale. Are we going Cravendale? <laughs> I'm looking for a conversion, <laughs> man. I'm looking for a conversion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've got Tesco British skimmed long life. No, it's UHT. That's no good. Oh, I'll do it myself. One liter of pints. <laughs> So you've got a choice of okay, 55p, so Here we go, I've got it. I've got one pint. Oh, dear. 1.8, so about two pints. Okay, so what were the options, Dave? 55p, 85p, one pound, or one pound 15. Uh, Wait, this was what? Two litres? One <laughs> litre. One litre. 
Tesco's don't sell it in one litre, so I'm. I'm they do. Yeah, they do on here. I'm at a, I'm at a loss, but a, a pound. Pound. Okay. We. I don't. I don't think we'll actually find out whether you're right or wrong. In this, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it matters all that much. They matter. They well, matter I can tell you that. Into. Tesco British skimmed long life UHT one litre is ninety p. Would you pay more or less for UHT? I don't know. I pay less. UHT lasts longer though. You don't need to refrigerate yeah, but it. It's got a horrible aftertaste to it. So in Aldi. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh. One lit. One. Oh no, that's one pint, which is five. Oh no, that's no good. Sorry, Tesco's isn't helping me. Here. Sorry, sorry. What did you say? I, Aldi has one pint for fifty-five p. So where does that leave? Yeah, you? that's that's what I was going to say. Tesco's got one pint. I think that adds up to p. about a pound for two li- for two pint like under two pints, one point eight pints. Yeah, that's about right. More or less. Man of the people. I am man of the people. <laughs> I do. You and send, your three I, surnames. I do send my my uh, assistant to Aldi to shop. I don't you, go. You have I don't your go, assistant. I don't go. Your myself. female assistant. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't go there myself. Uh, how does Chloe feel about this? Well, you know, she ventures out more than I do. Does she know that you refer to her as your assistant? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought you actually had like a, a hired assistant for a moment then. I thought, this, this needs to be a question on this quiz. Do you have an assistant? All right. Uh, question number eight. And how, question eight. how many people does your seating arrangement in your living room fit? Oh, that's an interesting question. Two, three, four, five, or six plus? Uh, one, two, three, four. So not including standing people, I assume, just sort of seated people. Well, I mean, technically, six plus. Six plus. I do. Again, I feel... No one's sitting on knees or anything. No, or... no. I mean, there's a there's a corner sofa, and then there's two armchairs. And that's not to mention the kitchen stool. <laughs> you can sit on the floor. Or the computer chair that I roll in there every day. <laughs> Six plus. Yeah. Well, that penthouse suite must have some serious space. Well, it's it's a big open plan, you see, Dave. Number nine. Question nine. We're getting near the end. Don't worry. Everyone can go home soon. <laughs> have you ever been on a ski break? Oh, for fuck's sake. Who wrote yes, this? It's like someone new. <laughs> you know, you what's, a what's a ski break? You go skiing one time. Really? <laughs> what's a ski break? Is that is that different like to a, a normal ski holiday? holiday? Yeah. Oh, come on. Everyone's been on skiing. Surely, apart from people have, that yeah. hate I think, skiing. I don't think uh, most people, you know, where I'm from have. I think I'm the exception here. Uh, and it was it's more out of luck than, uh, than good fortune. But those are the same thing. So, yes. Yes, yeah, is the answer technically? Okay, long time ago. If you haven't been skiing, go skiing because it's. Well, I don't know. If you're like me, don't go skiing. It's, it's too I'm, much. It's too much effort. It's cold. I'm too afraid of falling over. Like, yeah, oh, Dave. Oh, yeah, that's, and do you know what happened, Dave? When you get there, you'll fucking fall over. So don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the yeah. best times of my life for snowboarding. Dave, anyway, if you've got doubts, on. think about the person Gav is, Dave, and then think about the person we are. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I mean, you mean? Driving a wedge between us. What do you mean? Dave knows what I mean. <laughs> me and Dave are lookers. You're you're a doer. You like to do things. Yeah, I, I can happily watch people ski or yeah, snowboard. Dave, but oh, like, Dave, I, watching people I, ski. I've seen Dave fun. up ladders. He's up ladders all the time, risking yeah. his life with shears and other so. other implements. Yeah, but look look yeah, but, how look how often he's injuring himself. Do we want to see him on a mountain? Is that a good this idea? is true. This is it? I don't want to bleed out on a mountain top. It's it's not my it's second good. near my second near death experience happened on top of a mountain in France when I was skiing. Okay. I'm like, I'm like a, a baby deer on on ice when I uh, when I get on anything slippery, so it's it's not good. It's not a good look. It's question number ten. 
you're drunk. How would you describe yourself? Oh. Positively bladded, bloody blotto, absolutely twatted, totally hooned, which is a new one on me, or thoroughly sloshed. Uh, what was the middle one? Twatted? Absolutely twatted. I'll go with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Has anyone ever said hooned? Hooned. It sounds like something I might have said in the 90s, but I, we, I... We, we used to smoke hoons. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> I don't know what a hoon is, I don't want to know. Um, I would say wankered. Yeah. 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 Just drunk. Wasted. <laughs> I don't know. Pissed. Okay, so this, this, the results are in. Oh, this is going to say no. There's hope for you yet. Oh. You are 50% posh twat. Okay. That's better than I thought. So I thought you, he was you... going to say that I was like the Count of to- Tootington. So Count you, Tootington. Your, <laughs> your time in York has uh, it's not fully taken over your uh, your previous lifestyle. I There's still hope healthy. for you yet. Yeah, I think that's healthy. I've blended into York enough, but not lost complete touch. I've stopped saying buzz, which is troubling, but... Buzz? Yeah. Yeah, we had a big argument about this. I used to call a bus a buzz. Oh, buzz. Yeah. That's, no, like that's a Midlands thing, thing right? isn't it? That's like putting the sexy back in dyslexic, isn't it? It's just, that's that's just uh, a speech issue. Yeah, I guess that joke needs to be seen written down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What do we call being drunk in America, Rich? Is there a word for that, or is it just drunk? Oh, I don't know. Sloshed. Oh, okay. Um... I don't know. Um, I've watched enough American like comedies it. about being drunk. I don't feel like I've ever heard anyone say any of these things, that's all. To be fair, you could probably use any word you probably and make could. it used. Yeah. It's about that. the emphasis. Don't, Americans don't tend to use pissed for being drunk, do they? No, I don't think so. No. That's more angry. That's right? more angry, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's angry. Pissed, pissed yeah. off. Pissed, in, pissed in the UK just, is. Yeah. It is. Pissed off is angry, whereas pissed is just lost. Pissed is a fart, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's hope for you yet, sir. Don't worry. See, Even though you've got a futon. Yeah. And you, what, what was it? Your car's got something? Your car's got reversing oh, camera? Oh, rever- reversing camera. Yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think is that rare, but it was just the way... <laughs> is, it, is it so bad to be posh? I mean, I'm not uh... posh, but... Do you automatically... You meet someone that's posh? And do you hate them? It, it's more... It's, I don't have a hatred of posh. I think it's more the fact that... Um, Sai has gone from such a, such an extreme of being the man of the people mm. to being uh, a guy buying futons and reversing cameras. Right. Um, Do you have this in the states, Rich? Do you have, you have posh people, and, and and is it is it is that a thing, or is that no? What's what's your definition of posh? Well, this is the thing. It's like a, it's a remnant of like the class class struggle. So a posh person would be someone that was the upper classes. But but I think it's more like so it doesn't just necessarily mean rich because you can have um, poor posh people, people who are yeah, yeah. poor poor yeah. posh people or you can have rich people who obviously aren't posh that are first generation money. But I think poshness implies a certain breeding. breeding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, for sure. I think you're going to find that type of person everywhere around the world. It's like snooty, I suppose. Yeah, 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 a little bit. Like you'd go hunting uh, foxes on your little with your hounds. <laughs> Yeah, if you go if you go skiing, you have to have the newest, coolest ski wear on and yeah. that type of thing. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. But then it's <laughs> weird though, isn't it? Because like true posh people in the in the UK are really uncool. Like yes. they don't have yeah. they don't have the latest stuff. They're so out of touch with 
modern fashion said they're, they're almost like a, a, a joke like you laugh at them like in social situations when they make gaffes about how out of touch they are it's, it's i think it is a, a uk specifically a uk problem I don't it know. Is, yeah anyway. i was very shocked when i learned that uh posh isn't really a word that america it's not in the american nomenclature really they don't use it which uh. surprised me i think i think my favorite brand of posh person is uh the sort of eccentric rich person who like they own a mansion but all they have in it is like hoarded magazines and newspapers yeah and and they wear like a knitted a knitted fleece and it's yeah just, or, like, or, really yeah there's there's a wing they can't go in because the roof's collapsed and they can't afford to fix it yeah yeah they're, they're actually quite down-to-earth people but they've just got so much money and been born into it like they've you know they've, they've been probably born into a lineage of people who you know have a title in front of their name yeah they play golf every weekend but they're terrible like they're absolutely they, they, batty they've got no no brain cells left right around in there they're just completely insane it's yeah my favorite brand yeah i think in reality for me i just call anyone who lives south of birmingham posh and, and be done with it but i think i think you know do you not know from your experiences with me that people from the south generally aren't uh, any different to you yeah. we just have a different accent is that true though I think it is true. What's the difference know. then? What's, the, what's certain, the market difference? There's certain oh, you, you, divides, you, you, I feel. Oh, between oh, you're making divides now, me, right? <laughs> me and David, you go. Certain societal divides. Go on, pray tell. Well, just nothing's, but just, you know, in our, in our life experiences and, and in our uh, social knowledge, you know, you know what? what is appropriate to say in certain situations, like Wagwan. No, I don't. I clearly <laughs> make the most inappropriate com- like, comments ever. Whereas I, you know, and, and and a person who's not been brought up in in, in the right way, like you, Gav, would, would might walk up to a, a group of, of people in the street and, and say Wagwan, and we would we would never. Yeah, but that's that, that's not that's completely a different issue. Like what you, I, I take I take umbrage at this. Like I I I don't see how in any way that our, our experiences are any different. Well, you wouldn't. No, being southern. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think what you've got to understand, Gav, is that Northerners um, feel that we must insist on this North-South divide at all costs. I don't know why. It's uh, it's a deeply held belief. Dave, do you agree with this? Don't drag me into this, man. You make good, <laughs> you lie. I can't let go of it. I, I feel like the the, uh, the the Southerners have no superiority complex over the Northerners, but yet the Northerners See, feel like they have to push this inferiority complex on the Southerners constantly. This is my issue with the American-British thing, because I always argue that English people or British people, well, maybe not British people, just specifically English people, have an inferior inferiority complex that I just can't make sense of over Americans when Americans don't really care that much. There's a whole thing in a, in a lot of American people discovering how people supposedly in the UK say a bottle of water, so a oh, bottle yeah, of water. Yeah, this is a, yeah. But like, there's a very few people actually say it that way. A bottle of water. How would you say it's it? It's because we don't do teas, that's why. Yeah, we don't do the teas here. What, you want me to say it in a natural way? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, bottle of water. So you, you did a, a bottle of water, like you did a bit of a tea sound, whereas... Bottle. Bottle. Bottle, yeah. Bottle. yeah. It's not completely Essex, like bottle. Yeah, give, give me a bottle of water, Rich. A bottle of water. See that's see that's yeah. just better. There's it's just more better. Tees there. This is there the thing. Is more tees there. I don't want to be one of these people that's because I think this is where people get annoyed at me because oh, why are you such an America file Simon? I just think sometimes we need to just accept what they do better. I think they say some things a bit better. I think if we all just adopted that bottle of water, I think we might appreciate it after a bit of time. If we all spent a year saying it, would we really go back? That's all I'm saying. Bottle of water. Bottle of water. It's it's a lot of effort. 
Well, it is now, but I know from first-hand experience when I kept doing it because people didn't understand a word that I bloody said. You you sink into it after like a a week. Yeah, but my mum constantly puts teas into it. I'll say a sentence that's really insightful and interesting and all she cares about is that I've (laughs) dropped a few teas here and there. It's so frustrating. Frustrating. She does it. I was down with her. She was doing it to me all last week. So uh, I'm, I apologise to all the tea uh, perfectionists that listen to this show. If you've made it this far, I apologise. I'm sure most of them are turned off, though, if they've heard me. They hate it. Yeah. No, the grammar Nazis don't listen this far. No. All right. no. Well, listen, I apologise for, for, for being anti-Southern Gav, but it's, uh, it, it's, it's in my DNA. It's a nature thing. I don't know what to yeah, say. Yeah, it feels like a little bit of an attack, I must well, say. it's not an attack on you. I know plenty of Southerners that I like, Gav. This is not an attack on you or anyone. <laughs> This is just, listen, when I go, like I say, when I hit south of Birmingham, I start to feel antsy and uncomfortable and itchy. I don't like it. And I think it's a uh, fabricated nonsense. You sound like the guy saying, I've got, I've got loads of black friends. Just yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> some of them. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Is, is there anything like that with you? Do, you? do you? Well, you've lived on the East Coast and the West Coast, right? Or at least sort of. Yeah. So you've been on both sides. Do you feel that in on the West Coast at all? Do you feel like not, like it's weird? I mean, as opposed to, give me an so, example. Well, I just mean that when I leave, I suppose it's different because you've lived there for so long, but when I leave the north and go down south for any stretch of time, I don't know, I just feel like things are just slightly, like, obviously the same because it's the same country, but off enough where it makes me feel uncomfortable. Just well, right. well, California is, it's especially Los Angeles, not so much Northern California as much but los angeles is a weird place people are just different here than they are in most parts of the country so i would say if i was living in phoenix you know somewhere like that compared to where i grew up probably wouldn't be a whole lot difference besides the weather patterns but as far as people goes it probably wouldn't be but they're vastly different in los angeles for sure i suppose that feeling has sort of goes state like state to state and even city to city because there's that many states and cities you know and different cultures and lifestyles that it can it can feel you know like you say same but different even just going one state over yeah i mean you it probably a little bit just because like you said the different cultures and that but pretty much the same like when you're in midwest united states you know all those midwest states they're all pretty much it's all pretty much the same pretty much the same type of people you know um but you go, you know, like New York and Los Angeles. They're just people are different there. I, I never lived in New York, so I can't speak, you know, completely about what they're like. But you know, I, Los Angeles is different than anywhere I've ever been. To be honest with you, we're just just really different. And that's a lot like London. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, you mentioned Phoenix, having relatives in um, Arizona. I feel like. Uh, out of all of the people from the United States I've met, they're the ones with that are the most threatened. Our Arizonians, they feel like they're they've got like this psyche that they're under attack, and I think I think that uh, that that played into Trump's victory a lot. Like that 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 element of psyche, which which is isn't it is is different to a lot of other Americans I've met. If you met, meet someone from Arizona, they feel like they're they're, they're, they're as close as you can get to a UKIP Brexiteer, if that makes any okay. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And is that because you think how close they are to the border? Pro- proximity to the border. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like they're fit. It, uh, I've, I've absolutely, with my family, recognize the same 
things that that uh, if Nigel Farage went to Arizona, he would absolutely uh, sweep up in elections because I, I reckon it's the same fear, the same division. Um, yeah, it's 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 quite sad, really. But it, it's tricky uh, because there are legitimate concerns as well. Like it's it's not like it's completely made up, but it, it it's a real thing. So sorry, sorry, Rich. It wasn't really your point, but that, it just it just triggered that thought in my brain because. It, it, it's very strange being a um, out of towner in like downtown Tucson and um, driving around with my cousin and him being quite racist actually about about Mexicans and you you see like the real kind of the, the, that kind of conflict that's there that I guess you know it is doesn't impact anywhere else in the United States apart from. Arizona, Texas, and and uh, New Mexico, like it does, it. and and uh, I guess I guess Southern California as well. I guess I guess it must be. Is it not a thing in San Diego? I I don't know. I've spent a little time in San Diego, but I've never really lived there or spent you know much more time than a day or two there. Um, I, yeah, I think anywhere where you're near the border, because of the way most of our politicians have handled it, especially if they're Democrats, they they basically are they're almost opening the doors to let people in because they look at it as votes they're going to get votes more of a republican leadership wants wants to keep the borders more secure um so i know there there's been some issues on the borders for sure in texas where you know where you have drug runners and things like that and you and it's it's unsafe for them and and they've, they've been complaining about this for years so yeah i think border states probably have a little bit different outlook than yeah the inland states I mean, I'll be I'll be driving around with my cousin who will go. Oh no! I'll go. Oh, let's let's go to that bar. He's like, Oh no, no, no. that that's a Mexican bar. We can't go there. I'm like, What? What do you mean? It looks like a fun bar. He's like, No, no, no. If we go there, we'll get beaten up. Mm. What? Okay. And it, I mean, it, it it it's tough. I mean, I I, uh, I didn't want to believe it, and I kind of I wanted to like you know I was a night. The one time I was there, I was I was kind of in my twenties. I was a naive kind of, you know, I was having fun. I ended up with a gun pointed at my head for being out of, stepping out of my, out of my bracket, if you see what I mean. That, that, it was scary. I, I'm not, admit, I, I, I mean, yeah, obviously you're having a gun pointed at you. I, uh, it's tough. It's it's so tough being being from a different country and not seeing the kind of, the racial tensions and you walk into it and then suddenly you find yourself into a situation where I'm getting bundled into a car because I've said something stupid, but yeah, it was tough. Like you do, you don't realize what, what exactly those tensions are that are existing and people are, you, you end up in the same clubs and the same spots. And then, you know, I, I was just going around like everyone's equal, but, but they weren't equal. And, and I, I, I entered into a group I shouldn't have entered into. And then I was told to leave quite forcibly with a gun and um yeah it was it was strange man it made me it made me realize oh i I am so out of my depth here you know i I live in london so it's a multicultural society things are different on these border states like it's this it's still like a kind of wild west and I, I, i didn't really appreciate that until that point well i think every every major city has areas you just don't go into if you want if you're you know if you're concerned about your safety you just don't go there you know, Los Angeles certainly has them. Um, Pittsburgh had them. You know, I, any city that I've ever lived in, th- there's areas that you you just stay clear of. You know, 
it's yeah. yeah unfortunately they they exist this was this was like a beauty spot like it was quite weird like there was a beauty spot like it was we'd been to a nightclub there's a beauty spot up 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 high in Arizona and there was two groups of people I mean you went up there and there was white people and there was Mexican people and I stupidly ventured into the Mexican people group because I thought it was safe turns out it wasn't yeah I don't know Los Angeles is so multicultural that I I don't they're going to find those areas but I don't think there would be a ton of them but you know but right now it's just so crazy in Los Angeles it's for for a number of different reasons the the police chief of Los Angeles came out and just said we don't don't come into LA if you're concerned about your safety because we can't protect you basically wow. that's <laughs> really? what he said Great. yeah excellent yeah they're they're well the political leadership here is lousy and they've stopped um prosecuting people for any theft under a thousand dollars they will not prosecute that, that, Canada had that for years right theft under a thousand you could get basically do what you want yeah you and still, they are and that's what's going on now yeah it's, you steal someone's barbecue whatever it's fine yeah, it's really it's really gotten out of hand. It's really gotten bad, and it's, it's all political. Unfortunately, it's 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 a shame. The politicians battle it out, and the and the people that they serve, they're supposed to serve, they get caught in the middle, and and they suffer. Scary. Yeah. You know, we're we're quite we're quite um, coated in cotton wool in this country in the UK. You know, it's so. Yeah, I think you only realise that sometimes when you go. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that story I told the other week about Washington. It's you, you just don't experience it. And I've been to some places in the UK that I thought were, you know, d- difficult in that sense. But yeah, well, it's all it's all gentrified, I think, yeah, in the UK. Yeah, it really has. I mean, when I when I was growing up in the nineties, you had Cracton and the Murder Mile. You know, it's like if you if you got out of a car in the in in Dalston, you you would be mugged like immediately. It felt like, you know, in the middle of the night, but now it's all, you know, hipsters smoking pipes and selling cereal out of their coffee shops. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's totally changed. Starbucks is the new uh, the new police chief location. That's, <laughs> that's what it's become. That's how the mayor, police, of, yeah, yeah. The mayor of Dalston is, is located in Now you uh, can just walk Starbucks. into Starbucks and steal your coffee free of charge. <laughs> okay, well, Dave, that inspired a lot of conversation, which I think is what... Mel Corner is here today. Yeah. yeah. What was the topic? Try, try, <laughs> trying to point fun at me being posh. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. somehow, shockingly, Dave, we got onto a story about Gav having a gun pointed at him, which, which does not... Have I not, not told that story before? Which does the not surprise things. me at Have all. I not told that story before? No. It's amazing if we've got to 121 episodes and I've not told that story. Every single it was, week there's a story I'm amazed you haven't told us. I literally shat my pants. It was the most... One of the like, literally. oh, fuck. I'm, I, no, I didn't literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't shit my pants. Didn't shit my pants. Not this time. <laughs> you want to talk yeah. some shit? No. Okay. I I I, I was very scared. Uh, yeah. Let's just yeah, say I that. I don't blame you. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, all that to say, uh, still don't trust Southerners. And um, we'll see you next week um, to find the UK Steelers podcast episode one, two, three. Um, follow the show at UK Steelers podcast. No, at UK Steelers pod. There's no cast on the end. Follow me at Cyro. This for Dave at This is Dave Hart. Follow Gav at GM Boom Up and follow Rich on Instagram at stunt underscore Batman. Don't come at me if you are Southern. I was only kidding. I'm sure there's there's plenty of great places down south, I'm sure. I just haven't seen them yet. Um, oh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you later. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Go Steelers.